Pray for rain, boys. That's where we stand at the moment. The fourth test coming to you live from Manchester. Hopefully not live. Hopefully it's just, you know, 1980s replays all night. Is that <laughs> That's all we're getting. Uh, we will be watching, hopefully, maybe not hopefully, for the first session of day five. We are hoping for as little play as possible. Uh, rain is the only thing that can save us Aussies, it seems, at the moment. Bit of baseball mm. uh, had us in real strife. Uh, some good innings from Zach Crawley, Johnny Bairstow and the like. We're going to talk all things Ashes, cricket, plus the weekend that was in footy. The top eight pictures are being set in both codes uh, in the league. The Warriors, they keep winning. Cowboys are in the eight, finally. Mm. And uh, the <laughs> return of Nathan Cleary. An absolute cracker last night in the AFL at the Adelaide Oval. Charlie Kerno boots 10, blue flag is chat, it is it back. <laughs> and football, we've got the Women's World Cup down under, uh, unfortunately, without Sam Kerr as it stands. Lionel Messi doing goat things over in Miami. The NFL is only six weeks away. Running backs, don't forget them. Uh, it seems like the the um, market has forgotten the running backs over there. Plus a big final round, a preview of the UFC 291, a few fights from today from the O2 Arena. The F1 Hungarian GP, he's back, baby. Danny Rick will be back tonight and a little bit of golf chat to finish it up. We do have timestamps here on the YouTube. You can skip the sports that you'd like. Consider checking us a subscription on YouTube or our other socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And to get the show going, we like to shout a beer uh, to commend excellent sporting endeavour during the week that was. Sean how are you going? Who will you be shouting a beer this week? Very good, very good. I'm going to shout out Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, he won the Wimbledon, stealing mm. it from current GOAT uh, mm. Novak Djokovic, played five sets, played in a thriller um, to uh, win Wimbledon. I think he's first. He's second S- yeah, Grand sec- Slam. Second Grand Slam, I yes. believe, yep. Um, so, you know, great props to him. Uh, it was an excellent match. Um, really sure, like pushing, pushing the, the stalwart that is uh, the Joker, you know, pushing him into frustrations, uh, mm. taking, mm. <laughs> if you've seen the racket getting smashed against the net, an absolute pulverized. Um, I saw some stats on racket smashes and uh, Joker was <laughs> well in front of everyone else. Mm. Uh, he might have the most grand slams, but he's also got the most smashed rackets uh, mm. of all time as well. So, uh, Curious would be far in second. You'd no, think. no, no. Uh, but very good props to the young fella, Carlos, um, starting his uh, potential, you know, changing of the guard, you know, taking over the throne as you will. Um, it looks like he's saying that it's him and Cena, I think, is the yep. potential. You know, that's his rivalry. That could be the, the future of tennis and you know, the future mm. looks bright. It's the first time in, what was it, 25 years outside the Big Four that someone had won Wimbledon. Who's, who's the fourth person and in that? Being Andy Murray. Andy Murray. Yeah, because he'd won it three uh, yep. times, I yep. think. Yeah, interesting. Uh, the future of tennis does look bright and especially – let's forget about the future of tennis. Forget uh, Talk about current tennis. Like yes. 20 and he's yep. knocking off the yeah. Joker, uh, really upsetting his uh, his ambitions to win four Grand Slams in a calendar year. That yeah. won't happen. Rod Laver, that 60-year-old record stays intact. Yep. Uh, mm. And it'll be interesting leading into the US in uh, about a month's time. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm going to shout the Wallabies a beer, boys. Uh, poor Eddie Jones. He's not having a good yeah. run of it uh, as coach and we're only a few months away from a World Cup. They lost last weekend to Argentina. Uh, that's only the third time in history that we've lost at home to Argentina. Um, and they got flogged 
two weeks ago uh, over in South Africa by a South African mm. team which ha- had half their starters missing. Uh, anyone that's listened to the podcast before knows that we sort of swing a little bit more rugby league but mm-hmm. definitely interested in this in this World Cup. I think it's lucky that we've got a reasonably easy group. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we're getting out of the group okay uh, and we're not losing to the likes of Fiji. <laughs> um, but it's it's really dire at the moment for, for Rugby Australia. We, we speak at nauseam on the podcast about the, the state of rugby in Australia at the moment. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They have announced as well that uh, Anzac 15 will be revived for the 2025 British Isles Tour. And uh, just wondering how many Aussies would legit make that team <laughs> if it was based on merit uh, at the moment. It, it might only be a handful. But as long as next weekend, definitely no high hopes there, but uh, hoping that uh, the, the beer, courtesy of the Esky, uh, gets the boys in higher spirits. Yeah, a few mar- bit of morale building, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Jimmy? Monks, how are you going? Who are you shouting? Yeah, going well. Uh, yes, this week I am shouting Jai Hindley a beer. Probably should have shouted him a beer a few weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. So he is one of the Aussie riders in the Tour de France at the moment. So he won stage five back at the start of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, has been racing pretty competitively all the way through through the Tour de France at the moment, uh, which is slated to to round out tonight as they are ride up um, into Paris. Uh, and yeah, he's currently sitting seventh, I think, overall in general class- classification. So yeah, just yeah, shouting him a beer for a hard earned. It was probably hard earned um, beer after a very long ride across France. Yeah. yeah, I think he got the yellow jersey after that fifth stage, and then he was hovering yep. at third for a very very long time. But yeah, just mm. didn't have a lucky back end of the tour, tour unfortunately. No, that's it. Um, but yeah, seventh nothing to sneeze at in, in cycling's most prodigious event. No, that's it. I think. I mean, I think we're talking about it next. Uh, I think part of the reason why he has sort of dropped back is he got caught up in one of the crashes that has happened as well. Yeah, been a few crashes, a few fans um, trying to get selfies, sticking themselves out, and getting clipping the riders. And yeah, yeah. Peloton going down, it's nothing, nothing pretty to watch. No, that was no, stage 15, it. wasn't it? Mm. Well, that's definitely one from stage 15, and I think the one happened earlier in the tour as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's part of, part of, I guess, it's part of the, what is the Tour de France. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's um, the atmosphere it is, it is, of having yeah. all the, the crowd spectators like right on the edge of the road there. For and, sure. Um, yeah, it's not getting out of the way or wanting the five seconds of fame with a selfie. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. he's from Perth, isn't he, uh, Jai Hindley? Great um, question. I think, I, think, I think he's from Perth where kind of notoriously flat and the bloke that, that won <laughs> yeah. it. Jonas uh, Vingegaard of, of Danish fame, Denmark also notoriously flat. So interesting that mm. these guys getting out there and, and climbing mountains uh, um, and and shining in, in the Tour de France. Uh, Vingegaard, I think it's his, his second in a row. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. Mop of the week? Yeah, let's get stuck yeah. into it. And it's a big bop. Now, who are, we, who are we giving this to? The state Andrews. Dan Andrews only? <laughs> yeah. We can't give it to the state of Vic. Victoria. No, it wasn't there, so. Mainly because we can't afford 7 million mops and uh, yeah. not everyone deserves it, quite frankly. No, I think it's <laughs> the government. We can't afford 7 million one. mops so we can afford beers for a whole country. Anyways, you know who can't afford 7 billion anythings yeah. is, uh, yeah. is the state of Victoria mm-hmm. uh, announced midweek Apparently. that the Commonwealth Games of 2026, which was slated to be held in the state of Victoria, mm-hmm. not one uh, – one specific venue, but uh, rural Victoria. Yep. 
in general, mm. it's not going to go ahead. And uh, they had initially uh, sort of looked at about $2.5 billion of expenditure. That's mm-hmm. blown out to about $7 billion. And Dan, the man of closing down estate fame, uh, he, he announced midweek that it's not going ahead. Yep. Cancelled. Mm. They've pulled the plug. And from all reports, what I've seen, it's probably been a bit of a shit show on the government's part. Um, Shock me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, from from all accounts, you know, the government made that decision on their own. They didn't communicate or you know, run any of the figures uh, past um, the Commonwealth group that the Commonwealth of Commonwealth Games Australia group that was out here running it, and then of course the Commonwealth uh, Games um, official group, which is out of England, I think, out of the UK. Um, so you know, it was a shock to them because uh, the figures, you know, they bid it at two point. Six two point five. Um, the last one I think was run at about one point eight and two, and I think Delhi was the most expensive, like at four bill, because mm-hmm. um, they just threw everything at it. Mm. Uh, it, was lo- it was closer to eleven bill, I think. Oh really? Yeah. For Delhi, I was oh. looking at that the yeah. other week. Yeah. Delhi, yeah. Delhi was the most expensive, one. and then yep. you know they've got projection projections. They haven't spent seven billion. They've got projections <laughs> that's going to cost them seven billion. So they've pulled the plug. Um, as government loves to do, they've probably extravagated that figure and added a couple of zeros where they didn't mm. need to. Um, and it probably might not have cost that much. But I think mm. the decision and it's what the Commonwealth Games Australia guys were saying is why are we doing rural Victoria? Can we like bring it back some of it into Melbourne to cut costs? Where the infrastructure already exists. We don't have to Ex- build new exactly. stadiums. Because yeah, I think it was Geelong, Geelong, Bendigo and there's two others. Ballarat. I, I think Ballarat. And yeah. one more? Yeah. Where they basically got to build – athlete villages and all the facilities to be able to run the games. So that's predominantly where your cost is coming from is from the building. But, yeah, mm. why don't uh, – yes, you can do some of the events out there, but maybe we pace more in Melbourne, suck up the costs – well, you know, ease the costs, mm. not cost as much. But uh, I, th- I think it was probably a knee-jerk reaction and without proper um, scrutiny of the statistics um, of the numbers that they were putting together – and they could have probably saved the games and done something else, but they've yeah jumped off the deep end instead of sorting it out. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. It's it really feels like baby out with the bathwater yeah. kind of uh, knee jerk reaction here. Uh, look, we don't want to get too political. It's a sports show, none, nonetheless. But some of the <laughs> the decisions this bloke tends to make uh, definitely seem to be uh, head scratches. Uh, I thought it would be met with more mm. backlash than oh, than what the Victorians I, love him. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of, well, yeah, we've been through COVID, the economy's not great, we can't yeah, afford yeah. this right now. Yeah. And but, but I think they 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 uh, reason with that on face value. They go, oh, you're saving us $7 billion. Yeah. Then, well, yeah, of course, we, we don't need a sporting event. Yeah. We're happy to save the $7 billion, spend that on hospitals and schools. But the, yeah, the that's, other that's caveat is it probably wasn't going to cost $7 billion and you probably could have yeah. made it cheaper. Mm. And you've seen what uh, the World Cup is going to do here, the FIFA World Cup, what the games did in um, South Queensland, in, in Gold Coast, et cetera, like the, the amount of uh, benefit that did to the local economy. Like it's worth hosting it and investing in, the, in those areas. Like it definitely helps um, grow those local areas in the economy. And that's the reason why they wanted to do rural Victoria. And uh, I'm sure people in Geelong and Ballarat and Bendigo that owned hotels and pubs and restaurants yeah, and the rest, that, mm. they're probably not in the, oh, well, this was in our best interest camp. Yeah, it yeah. probably would be more yep. inner city Melbourne no, toss. Yeah. 
I suppose the, the fact that it's a Commonwealth Games as well and we live in 2023, mm-hmm. a lot of anti-colonial sort of sentiment, yes. w- mm-hmm. what do the Commonwealth Games stand for and, and what do they achieve? Probably that comes into the into the political sort of uh, factoring as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Definitely. So, yeah. you know, there's questions about was the Commonwealth Games dead or not. And it's pretty close. But, but I think it's kind of shown that I think London stepped up straight away and said, hey, we'll take it. And I think they're competing with Auckland um, uh, as, as the two that are like, yeah, we can, uh, we'll happily fill in and take, take that spot. Take it. Makes mm. sense. London would already have heaps of infrastructure. Exactly. They can just do it. I've also heard r- rumours of the Gold Coast who, who yeah, hosted in it. 2018. Uh, yep. Obviously in terms facilities of – Facilities are all Well, there. facilities, you know, yep. tourism capital of Australia. There's no, not going to be any dramas. With, it makes sense with Queensland. Hotels. They're, South East Queensland doing very well. Yeah. Uh, they could do yeah. it, and they've been pushing to you know what's the sports capital, sports state in the mm. in Australia. You know, Melbourne's had that that name for quite a long time, but Queensland's been pushing very hard yeah, to steal I think, that. I think they're pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I think they're pretty close. Uh, Birmingham as well, mm-hmm. who hosted mm-hmm. uh, the in, just last year in 2022, they actually had to move forward because it was going to be in Durban in South Africa, and they had financial mm. difficulties as well. Yeah. So that, it kind of goes back to that: well, is the Commonwealth Games dying? Kind yeah. of rhetoric. And mm. when when you look at it as as well, from a world class athlete kind of perspective, without the Yanks and Chinese mm. and mm. Japanese and half of well, mm. all of Europe essentially. Um, yeah, the, the the standard in a, in a lot of areas, not all, not all, but a lot uh, sort of begs to, you know. But but be. I also say it's a, it's a, it's a good for those countries. It's a good you know middle of your Olympic cycle, mm. massive meet. You go there, yeah. you compete with, uh, you know, go through a full like Olympic camp, let's call mm. it, um, as part of your prep. So I can see like the value also to the athlete to be able to participate in it. Um, plus, they probably, you know. Um, the sports commission, the, sp- the sports bodies here help funding the athletes to get to those events. Mm. Having that on their calendar, being able to market them as well, yeah, um, mm. is really also beneficial. So I think it's a huge loss overall. I, I agree. And, I'm, so, I'm in the same camp. Uh, always been a fan of watching it. Kind of yeah. breaks up that four year cycle. Exactly. You know, uh, yeah, so yeah nice it's a course. World Cup year, but you know, for wanting to see as well for for Aussies, sports loving Aussies that want to see how our swimmers are going, see how our you know athletics, track and field athletes are going that well, you, that don't always have the spotlight on them. Exactly. Who's who's the hundred yeah. meter sprinter for Australia? The men that almost made the final for Ryan Browning. Ryan Browning. Like we wouldn't see him. It'd be every four years you'd see see him run. You're struggling to think, think <laughs> of his name. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're struggling to think of his name. Yeah. If it comes four years. Yeah. Maybe you're not getting. At the Rowan Brownings, you know, showing what they can do exactly. Yeah. You know, it keeps helps them stay relevant too. So yeah, I think it overall helps with the sport uh, having a big meet like that. Um, mm. But yeah, I get why it's oh, it's not the Olympics, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Eating the pommies at things is still quite, good for us. Some quotes there, Max. Yeah, well, so obviously finding a location aside, um, this mm-hmm. is still going to cost Victoria a fair bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, they get sued too. Yeah, so. They've obviously gone into contract to host the game, so they're going to have to yeah. break this contract. So, uh, but all accounts reports that I saw during the weekend in front of me now, it could cost at least five hundred million in legal fees, mm. and up to a billion in breakout break fees <laughs> costs. So you're spending the money anyway, <laughs> yeah, and getting nothing, <laughs> and they're spending half of what they said w- w- it would cost. Yeah, yeah, obviously not at, what's at projected, least. but um, mm-hmm. I think there was other reports that said it could be up to two billion dollars that they've got to pay out um, to break. 
break out this contract. Um, lawyers, eh? Lawyers. Yeah, well, there'd be various sort of, they'd yeah. probably have to pay compensation to whichever they host city takes up. Place? If they couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, they've obviously put in, they've low-balled like any good contract, they've low-balled the bid and then when they've come in to do the work, they've <laughs> doubled the price. <laughs> oh, crap. I definitely shouldn't have bid that. <laughs> oh, crap. That's it. Yeah, but by all accounts, the last two were under what they actually initially, you know, I guess inflation's been crazy the last month. Take that in a, mm. last year, sorry. Yeah. Over the last 12 months, every month, you know, 10% more. So, yeah, I get I get why things are costing more. but And, and that does probably yeah. come into yeah. the, the general sort of support and feeling around it as well. Yeah. If this is sort of pre-COVID times and, you know, mm. people are getting smashed with interest rates yeah. and, and yeah. the cost of living going to – yeah, yeah well, he's I, I get everything costs twice as much as what it normally does. Maybe, maybe the the general sort of feeling yeah. is a little. But bit from different. two two and a half to seven, you know, what it's are the pools pools made out of gold? Like that's that's been yeah, the joke. it feels so, like that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's probably extravagant. Like I, I reckon five was probably more of a reasonable number. Like with what we're seeing and the cost of other things changing, and if they wanted to build all that infrastructure, that's what I think it is. Mm. If you don't want to build the infrastructure, save a couple bill, <laughs> move it into Melbourne. Like you've got yeah. all that shit right there for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose that's it as well. Like that, seven billion might not just be to build, to host the games. That's got to be like running costs to keep these facilities yeah, open afterwards as well. So, but they're saying there's like three thousand jobs. They're gonna, they're gonna need to be able to run it. Like that's stuff you yeah. pay people for, you know, setting up and all the work and all that stuff. Like there's, yeah. he, there's heaps of benefits to doing it again. You know yeah. that 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 that. Seven bill number is you're paying people in the in the state to pay them. So yeah, yeah, that's it. Like if um, you're building an aquatic center out in the regional Victoria, you're going to have to start yeah, that exactly. after the games yeah. are over as well. Yeah. So there's long term costs there that but probably weren't yeah. considered, but, but still, I, it's very very political disorder. Yeah, a regional hospital sounds this, yeah. better than a regional aquatic center. So yeah, yeah hydrotherapy, bro. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, from from some Aussies, uh, we think that's a a mop worthy. I, big time mop. I'm very happy yep. to give this one a mop. Uh, 2026, <laughs> where are the Commonwealth Games going to be? 26? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they might keep it Southern than Hemisphere and go Auckland. Yeah, Auckland. I'm going to go Gold Coast. I think, yeah. I think they'll, they did in 2018. I think they'll mm. go again. Yeah, Gold Coast seems the most logical answer. They're f- yeah. Facilities are already there, relatively new. Um, they've already know how to plan a, plan a Commonwealth Games, so... Yeah. See you then. Speaking of Very the much. Commonwealth, hit that button, Mark. <laughs> yeah, really the only two countries that win anything at the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> Sorry, Canada. Uh, <laughs> Australia and England. Rain has delayed play. The best four words that we will hear today. How long does it delay <laughs> rain for? Yeah. A few funny memes getting around, you know. It's this time of the year that every Australian becomes a meteorologist in, you know, or an expert in uh, Mancurian yep. meteorology. Uh, let's go through what's happened over the last few days. Australia go no spinner. Poor Todd Murphy misses out. First time in 12 years that Australia hasn't picked a frontline spinner. Scott Boland also misses out, uh, the the man that uh, should have had his statue built out in front of the MCG <laughs> after that six for seven. Just hasn't really looked as, as dangerous as he has um, in, in recent years. He uh, also is admitted Cam Green and Josh Hazelwood come in. We bat deep supposedly uh, with that lineup and uh, and for England just the one change. Uh, the the ageless Jimmy Anderson comes in for Ollie Slobinson. I mean uh, Robinson. Um, I'll tell you what, boys. 
I know that they couldn't have picked both Wokes and Wood earlier on because mm-hmm. of injury Injuries, concerns, yeah. but how much better do these guys look with those two in the team? Oh, definitely. Mm. Uh, I know Ollie Robinson's test numbers look pretty good, He's averaging about 22 with the ball, but uh, definitely Wood and Wokes uh, makes their attack look a lot more ferocious. Yeah, and they bat better too, so... Yeah, well, that, they, they, that they definitely add a lot. Uh, I just want to give you a rain yep. update from a couple of minutes ago. Uh, still raining, um, but it's a lot lighter than it was 20 minutes ago. That's not the update we wanted. No, but uh, it's still raining, still drizzling. Good. Looks like it's going to be raining all day. Yep, good. Uh, <laughs> I think Mercurian <laughs> meteorology here on the <laughs> Yeah, the band of hope, uh, as the Barmy Army's been calling it, I think doesn't come through till later this afternoon. So. Yeah. Bro, I just wanted yeah. fucking Dennis Quaid, Jake Gyllenhaal, Day After Tomorrow shit. It's Zamis in that movie, isn't it? <laughs> uh, maybe no Jake Gyllenhaal. I think Dennis Quaid's in it. Yes. I want to see the North Atlantic frozen over. Yeah. No play. Play, there is none tonight. Mm. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, the Aussies hadn't lost since 1981 um, at Old Trafford. <laughs> There's a few draws in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe 2023 is going to be thrown Another in there drill. too. Uh, we lose a toss again. Ben Stokes, he, he definitely pretty good at old um, heads, four and, four. heads and tails. Yeah, get him playing on the pokey machine with you and get him to red and black that shit up. And it mm-hmm. seems pretty good. At, uh, we make 317. Lots of starts. No one goes on. For once, Uzi Kawaja is the first one to go for three. Mm. Uh, LBW Broad, uh, five ninety nine for Broad. Saw a good meme, you know, the old Simpsons meme. Uh, Davey, no. Oh, sorry, Foyz was happy. Uzi, no. <laughs> Davey, actually, he looked pretty good. He looked good. He looked okay. And then he just tickled mm. one, unfortunately, from, from Wokes, not Broad, which no. was good, good for him, I guess. Um, but, <laughs> Can't, yeah. This man getting around yeah. too. Yeah. Can't get out to Broad if <laughs> I get out to Wokes. Yes. He, he looked good. And there's been a few knocks like this of Davey Warner where he's made 30-odd, 40-odd, you know, mm. had that 60-odd in the, in the second test. Gets into a rhythm. Yeah, well, th- you're looking and you think, "Oh, is this this is old Davy? This is old <laughs> Davy?" And it just doesn't quite, go, you know, it doesn't quite go on with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's better than looking at him get out in the first over. Oh, I, exactly. I must say, single digits uh, it's a lot worse. <laughs> um, getting thirty odds, not too bad. I think that was a story of uh, the Australian innings was they got a lot of starts, but um, they they couldn't capitalize on it and transition to big scores. Which on mm. the other side, that's what the the Pommies did. The yeah, side they they got going and then they turned those into massive scores. Unfortunately. Smudger and Mahn both in the same boat, 41 for Smudge, 52 for Mahn. Uh, Smudger did have that massive double ton back in 2019. Nearly got out first ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting, the, the funny field placings, that we always – I always got taught, you know, high-level cricketer, uh, <laughs> to, to be – if you're on the rope, you're on the rope. Yeah. And and yeah. uh, Mark Wood was was just in, you know, five metres and, and it just sailed over his head. Mm-hmm. Um after that first session, that's when I went to bed uh, Wednesday night and I thought, oh, we're looking okay here and sort of woke up reasonably disappointed. Yeah. Um, they got to 300. Like the yeah, like it, was, it wasn't a travesty. Yeah. But uh, it just yeah. – it just after all those starts, yeah. Yeah, you look at the starts. You, you go on, oh, they got 52, 48, 51. You're like, oh. It's like, yeah, you've, you've wanted one of those guys to turn that into a ton. Indeed. Yeah. 52 for Mahn. Uh, he come good in the second innings. We'll get to that in a second. There, there was a bit of pressure building on him in that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, before this he only had one ton over overseas and that average just was slightly starting to drop down from a yeah. very lofty high 50s down to about 53, kind of a little bit due. 
Um, he, he he got done LBW by Moeen Ali. He also hasn't had a lot of opportunity coming out very early. He's, he did, he's been an opener essentially. He, yeah, he did in this one as well yeah. um, for Usman, but he, at least he got a, a decent score out of this one. Travi Head also mm. looked pretty good, 48, uh, until uh, he hit one down a fine leg. Uh, that's 600 wickets for short broad. Couldn't happen to a better bloke. I think um, all six of the pommies that have um, bowled in this have got over 100 wickets as well. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I did see that. I think as a bowling unit, unit? Yep. the the most wickets ever by a bowling unit. Moen Ali has over two hundred Test wickets. Longevity, bro. I suppose <laughs> should get wickets. We know this. I suppose. Mitchy Marsh continues his good form. He made fifty one. Uh, do you see the the catch that Pesto took? An absolute worldly mm. diving across low to his right. It, all he had to do was snick it and. You know, make it chest high, two glove kind of shit, yeah. and he would have put it down because his keeping's yeah. been atrocious. Uh, that the whole whole ashes, but uh, <laughs> that, that one he, he plucked it from because yeah, uh, you know, I think above I think, a blade of grass. I think Kerry's had probably his one of his worst um, of like the series. I think it was his worst behind the behind the, the wickets here. And mm. in this game, I just wonder if they switch gloves. Did Johnny Nicky's gloves or something? Possibly because yeah, he definitely um, was fielding a lot better and uh, had some choice words for the media after this one. Yeah, we're getting to um, that. Yeah, and then twenty odd from from Carey, Mitch Stark, a uh, l- l- little bit handy with thirty six. Mm. Not uh, I think ninety three faced. Um, yeah, the important yes. thing out of Well, that. only Marner's faced more rocks yes. uh, than Mitchell Stark. Mm. Chris Wokes to get a five for five for sixty two. His first uh, five for in the Ashes. And uh, what was it? We were two ninety nine overnight. Mm-hmm. We were on three hundred. And Joshy Hazelwood, he got, he got caught off that no ball. Mm, yep. So that seventeen runs got added. I, I, at the time, I thought, oh, that could be a handy seventeen runs. <laughs> Sandy at the moment. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, th- that is true. I, I wouldn't mind seventeen more mil of rain. Yeah, I yes, think that yeah, that yeah, might true, be the handiest true. seventeen mil that uh, or seventeen that we get. <laughs> that brings England out, and we we started beautifully. Yeah, yeah. Duckett, well, who's, who's causes some headaches throughout the throughout the Ashes, uh, uh, schnicks up and and um, succumbs to Mitchell Stark, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Two two big partnerships for the Poms, uh, Crawley with Moeen Ali. Uh, they put on 100. about 120 odd. Yep. Uh, Pat Cummins actually dropped Moeen Ali on 53. Luckily, they they get him one run later. Yeah, uh, good, good catch, yeah, great yeah catch. real good catch at, at mid wicket. And then Zach Crawley, we've got to talk about the bloke. We've got to give kudos to the bloke. Uh, he averages 31 in Test cricket. I actually didn't think he was capable of this from of from what I've seen. Yeah. I'd seen. Yeah, where did this come from? Well, s- some massive scores against Pakistan. Um, he, I think he's 269 or something, mm-hmm. his, his highest Test score at, at home against Pakistan. Mm. And in my head, I, I thought. Well, that's against Pakistan. This is a world-class <laughs> bowling attack. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he's capable of that. Mm-hmm. And um, again, sort of woke up after after day two had had played out and thought, Jesus Christ, like a, a runner ball, one hundred and eighty nine, yep. one of the better yeah. innings that you'll see. Um, and and Basball uh, personified really with, with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. He did have a bit of luck. Yes, he got struck on the, struck on the pads. Cam Green on twenty. He reviewed straight away. It was going down leg. A lot of inside nicks as French, well. French cuts that were missing by an absolute yeah. bee's dick. They, mm. were, they were missing by the height of Ben Duckett, which mm-hmm. is <laughs> correct. A <laughs> uh, little short joke. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, there, Ben. Uh, and uh, definitely had a had a plan. They they knew that there was no recognised spinner. You could see him getting after Travis Head. You can see he was comfortable playing the reverse sweep and a few of those mm. basketball shots and. Uh, 
Him and Joe Root uh, put on, you know, 206 and, yeah. and set up the, the domination of the test match. Yeah, and I, I feel like um, some of the strategies from the Aussies um, and they will probably play uh, into some, some of what happened um, then on uh, day three for them to push that score out to 600, uh, I was almost 600, uh, is, mm. um, no, if I, if I asked you how many, how many balls did you think Joe Root faced um, before he had no slippers behind him? How many would you say? I know it's going to be low. I'll guess 40. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that slips in for Joe for seven balls and then everyone was on the boundary. So, and we, we have to talk yeah. about this. Yeah. It's Punter was pretty polite in, in the way that he was he was oh, Mark Taylor's getting appraising stuck in the Taylor less so. Darren Berry. The, the Pommy's loving it. So. Yeah. Also, interesting, Darren Berry. Anyway, well, us three—he's got a lot more credentials than, than us three. <laughs> yes, Let's yes, put it yes. that put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think us three can see it as well. It was like this is not working. It no. hasn't worked since mm. the one one session. It worked in the second test. Then the short stuff, and you know, essentially fishing for mistakes for them to to hit it down your throat just doesn't work. And you bleed and runs left, right, and center. They well, they almost had like a, a runnable six hundred. Um, yeah, yeah. Score, yeah. Like it was it was the highest run rate for a score over 150 ever. Yeah, well, uh, that could be in, in England. Yeah. Regardless, they scored 600. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for those that that maybe aren't aren't up to speed with with what we're talking about, maybe casual cricket fans or mm. or Indian mm. or cricket fans that that haven't seen it all, essentially the what what gets you wickets in Test cricket traditionally, you know, top of off chipping away. You know, normal field positions, some slips mm-hmm. that just all went out the window, and it sort of has been the tactic throughout these Ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it wasn't in the first game. It's it's, it's gotten more it's and gotten more, worse. more, That's and more I feel like. of everyone goes on the boundary as soon as a guy's semis in seven yeah. balls seven seems balls for, for Joe, for Root, Joe yeah. Root. We bowl a lot of short stuff. We don't attack the stumps. Uh, we don't take yep. new balls. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was a head scratcher for mm-hmm. for mine. Like the new balls, due. Yeah, you got two established batsmen mm. at the crease. Yeah, okay, the new ball maybe comes off a bit better, but you know, mm. they also got, got wickets. It, it fucking swings. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> like, yeah. like take but, it. I like, and, and to, to that point, you know, you're Josh Hazelwood, who's not a swing bowler. Like he's swinging the ball, and then you got someone like Mitch Marsh who. Can swing a ball. It has been probably the best swinger in this series so far, and yeah, he doesn't really get a get a get a Guernsey because of course they go they'll go the savage bowlers. But I just think some out the box thinking, like you know, give Mish March an over, see if he swings a ball a foot. Like I just I just feels like they're lost. Yeah, it feels like like Cummins you now that drop catch, he missed a, another mm. catch, and mm. he missed a stumping opportunity. His field placement that was probably the worst day I've seen in Australia in, in the field since I've been watching cricket. Like yep. it, it seems so bad. So. No, whether there's something else going on that we don't know about, you've got to give the caveat. But um, from what we're mm. watching on TV, he's just like, he looks lost. They look like they've got four different captains. They're all throwing out different yeah. ideas and it's going yeah. back and forth. Um, you know, conversation about the coach as well, um, and, you know, how they're fitting in with that, how mm. player first this team is. Um, I, my worry was, and I think Rain's going to save us, my worry was we lose. Everyone, three three spins. It's eight twenty three, bro. Because I could see, I could see England winning this test. Goes to two two. They go into the third and they win that test. Momentum. And yeah, yeah, exactly. They've and got all the momentum. It's, it's, it's two two three, and you, and you look at that series and you go, what happened? You go, 
well, we bowl short way too much at our field placement was terrible. Mm. And that probably falls on the captain. And you, I, outside of, say, you know, India series in the Ashes, they're the, against the two best teams. Outside of all of that, do you give caveat that, hey, you won all those matches? Or do you say that you're so much better that you should win all those matches and when you played the tough games, mm. you know, you, you kind of fell apart a fair bit, you know, reverse sweep in India and then mm. the short stuff here in England. Does some conversation happen about the captain? But then if, if it's not the captain's fault, what about the coach? How player first is this team? Because, you know, have they have what mm. we see on TV is like they've got rid of the dictator, they're all player first, it's probably with the players for this kind of strategy. Poor jail dictator. Yeah. Oh, I that, that that was the sentiment, but but you could also yeah. see like, would they be continuing the strategy if Jo was coach? Mm. Maybe no not. way. He, he probably would have reined no. him in and go, boys, we're not doing this. That's, let's yeah. let's put on the pressure. Let's we we've got the best seam bowling attack in the planet. Let's bowl some seam balls and try to get some some nicks here and um, mm. bring the slips into play. Let's put some pressure on. Yeah, they might try to hit us over, but we'll dry up the singles and make them try to. Hit you know miss hit more like mm. that mm. go that way pressure less runs they want to score so let's take the scoring away from them and maybe that causes the mistakes you're after like for me taking away the LBW the potential bold considering uh, Crawley was LBW and Joe Root was LBW so after they put two hundred on it's like oh maybe we should bowl at the stumps yeah bold both both, <laughs> both, both bold sorry yeah, um uh you know that kind of maybe goes yeah. back to the hey. Mm. You got to bring in these other options for dismissal versus, you know, just trying to sky one and get them to sky one and you know, catch it. Like, agreed. And yeah. it's it's the first time really that we've seen Pat Cummins' captaincy really come under the the spotlight. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't take the new ball, which was also yeah. Well, like hit like he bowling as taking the new ball bowling. Uh, that's mm. the first for him. So I, I really wonder if there was, you know, something up with, with Cummins. You know, that's a long series already. He's played in every game. Maybe he's got a bit of back soreness or something like that. He, he's, he's a bit worn out. Mm. Uh, maybe that's, you know, waning on him and with these decisions. Like we're speculating, but mm. yeah. Yeah. You, you, you wonder. Cause well, he, he's essentially in the fifth test of right now yes. with, the, with the World Test Championship. Exactly, and, exactly. So, you know, yeah. prior and injuries. That he's the only one that's played all of them. So uh, correct, correct yeah. of, the, of the fast bowlers. Yeah. yeah. So and you know you're not going to rest the captain in an Ashes series. So yeah, uh, a, a lot of a lot of mm. interesting questions. But like I said, rain probably saves them in this one. Fingers crossed. <laughs> not the wood. The whole lot of it. Yes. <laughs> um, and they'll retain, and it'll be all, all Gucci. But um, yeah, I think they're going to have to really think about their. Uh, Strategy going forward and in, in the fifth test, like it, yes, it might be a dead rubber, but you want to. It's better to come away three one than um, going you know two two and you retain. Yeah. It just feels dirty to me, considering you're up two nothing to begin with. Yeah, mm. it also well, puts yeah. the winning in England um, challenge. It's going to come down to to the oval. Yep. If, again, <laughs> we'll, we'll that, that, that we we uh, we don't have egg on our on our heads, and, and it does keep raining, but. Uh, yeah, we haven't won in England. We've retained, but we haven't mm. won in yeah. in England since uh, what the the mid naughty the early noughties. So ninety yeah. eight was it? No, nah, two thousand and two. What's the last one? Months. We need to know this. <laughs> we should we should really have the number ready to go. Yeah. Uh, Just go Ashes results or something. No, I, I think I can work it out. I think it was two thousand and five was when we lost. The big one. So two thousand and. I want to say 2001 was the last time that we won in England. That sounds about right. 
we got to give some kudos to their middle order. Um, Stokes mm-hmm. and Brooke, definitely honourable mentions, but Johnny Bairstow. Yep. Have you seen a more dominant, you know, batting at seven knock in recent memory? Gets stranded. Mm-hmm. Gets out. Kind of funny, really. Yeah, yes. <laughs> kind of funny. Gets, Gets stranded, stranded at 99. on 99. Jimmy bloke hit 10, f- 10 fours uh, and four sixes. Yes, again, same sort of strategy. Everyone on the on the rope and let's bowl short to him. Um, he's had an up and down series, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Lots been spoken about his glove work. Uh, obviously, the the second test and and walking out of his crease and yep. the uh, the stumping from Alex Carey was was all the world of cricket was talking about for mm-hmm. for a week mm-hmm. after that. Uh, but the bloke can bat, and he he showed it there, batting with. A tail that made zero six seven and five yep. was uh, what he had to work with. Yep. Yeah, and almost tons up. Like again, um, did what he needed to do. Scored, scored big runs. Um, had a fair bit to say to the media about um, essentially like with his injury, with his knee injury. It sounded like he needed pins and things like that. Like. Um, you didn't want to ask me about that. It's, it was, was yeah, the it, sentiment that I got. Yeah, it was just like you. Know, what what the doctors are saying is like you know you're playing professional cricket, um, that's crazy. You, you know, let alone walking, it would be would be a challenge for you after that injury with the amount of time you've had for recovery. So, um, you know, he's tooting his own horn there a little bit, but um, yeah, there's a bit of bit of that to it as well. Like yeah, he's coming back from a big injury. You know, that's probably affected his form. He hasn't really played much, um, but he's coming in the ashes and he's batted not too bad. So he's that- had a couple of big scores. That press conference, that really gave me a feeling of, oh, you know what our media does to our players? Yeah. That on steroids? Yeah. That's, that's, that's what these guys have got to deal with. Yeah. The mm, most blow smoke up your ass when you're playing well, we love you. <laughs> oh, Johnny Bairstow, you're the best cricket. You're the best number seven. I didn't yeah. say anything about your keeping, mate. I love you. <laughs> to, oh, Johnny Bairstow needs to be dropped. Chris mm. Folks is a better Cricket, uh, yeah. Josh yeah. Butler should be in a team. He, oh, he's not recovered properly. I got this stupid cop me accent. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like Russell Brand. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I, it, it was one of the first moments yeah. where I actually sat there and I thought, because Aussie Johnny yeah. Bairstow, fire redhead, mm-hmm. not the biggest fan of him. <laughs> no, <laughs> watching that press conference, I thought, oh mate. You'd have to deal with some shit, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Some some, mm. some shit that you probably don't really deserve a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And you could just see he, it was so much of an up yours. You know, you you want to praise me when I'm doing well and you want to yeah. you want me out of the team. Yeah. Flat stick. Um it was it was interesting. A mo- little mm. insight into the mindset of a of a professional athlete. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh one, yes? Yes, oh one was the last time Australia won in England. <sighs> See, I, I want both. I want it all, baby. I don't want to retain. I want to retain and win. And if you look yeah. at that team, you can understand why they personally won. Oh, yeah, you can see how much yellow there is is on uh, on Monkey's Wikipedia there of Australia and England in the yep. in the 90s and, and early noughties. Yep. That's it. Uh, so they finished up with what, 592? 592, um, that's right. 260-odd lead. Batting... Yeah, 107 overs for 592. That's 5.5 and over. Outside of Duckett missing out, everyone in the top seven made 50 plus, uh, mm-hmm. bolstered by Zach Crawley at the top of the innings, uh, making 189. The bloke that averaged 31, and that I literally, I didn't know if he had 50 in him in this in this <laughs> series. So, yeah. Shows go, what we know. Goes out and sh- shows what he can do. 
So second innings for the Australians. Oh, uh, just just quickly, Josh Hazelwood. Yes. The yes, uh, yep. the the rose between a few thorns in this one. Five for one hundred twenty six. He went at a measly four point six and over. Uh, he he actually really stepped up, and it's interesting, isn't it? The guy, like you said. That targets the stumps the most and just try mm-hmm. and bowls line mm-hmm. length. The modern day Glenn McGrath does the best mm-hmm. against these baseball tactics. Mm-hmm. Funny that. Yeah. Do you think it would have been worthwhile having Labashane bowl, bowl a few more overs or even get Smith in there? Or no, I, I think the way that they were dispatching Travis Head, um, I don't think Marnuses or Smudges part time. Mm. Spinners on a early day two road uh, would have she gets wickets there. Boated yeah. that well. Yeah, nah. maybe not day two. Maybe maybe, <laughs> tactically, maybe day three. The, but look, yeah. if, no. if if the plan was our boys are fucked and we need a few overs out of you, Smudge and Marn to to yep. give. Starkey and Hazelwood and Cummins a break because they bowled 25, 27, 23 yeah, Isn't overs. that what Cam yeah. Green and Mish Mars are there for? <laughs> well, they bowled, they bowled 15 and 9. Yeah. Do yeah. you know, like, I, I don't think as a tactical, oh, we, we're going to inject smudge and mark. Yeah, it's not going to bowl 20 overs. To, to, get, to get wickets. I don't yeah. think it, we missed out tactically there. As a, yeah, these, these blokes could yeah. probably do with five less overs in their, in their body kind of approach. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but another, uh, another the pitch wasn't turning that much either. Well, so. and another interesting yeah. thing is if they looked at this and saw there's boy there's there's two days of rain here. Yeah, this is conspiracy theory, <laughs> tinfoil hat. The the worst that we get for a slow overrate is is we lose our match fees yeah. or we lose fifty percent of our match fees. Let's try and fucking make this as slow as we possibly yes. can. Yeah. Well, they have they bowled twenty three overs in a in a session like that's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, they're probably missing their match fees. Um, but if you're going to say, well, that saves us a test. Yes, if, yeah, if, yeah. We can, if We, we can, don't lose the match. If we can central. burn 21 overs here from just being slow and, yeah. and we don't get paid for yeah. this test match and that's the difference. Yeah, winning Ashes means more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do, do agree. Do I agree. know what I'll be doing there, bro. I also think uh, in hindsight I reckon <laughs> England batted too long. I think at lunchtime, yeah. 500. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Now with the yeah. way the weather's gone, um, you know, maybe that extra session might have yeah. been the difference to get a fair bit of wickets. Well, Johnny might have been England's arch enemy again. Oh, Johnny, why'd you bat so long? <laughs> You're greedy, mate. You're <laughs> greedy. You could have yeah. had 60 and taken a few more catches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, 100%. Yeah, like, 592. That, that didn't yeah. need that many. Yeah, Keeping exactly. in mind the weather forecast and yeah. like mm. probably – Australia batted unders as well. Like he didn't have to reach for yeah. I think uh, it probably got to a point where Johnny was batting so well and scoring so quick. They're like, oh, we need to get him. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's now going to get a ton, so yeah. we'll let him go. Yeah, uh, but, and they, yeah. they maybe burnt five or ten yeah. critical overs there. Yeah. Do you ever a, reckon there would have been an option to just send Australia back in as well? Well, I suppose it depends on. No, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I think they could have declared at lunch um, instead of come back out and keep going. Um, I think that was probably the perfect time because they'd just hit 500 and I thought that was probably enough in the way this test match yep. was going. Yeah, yep. Like, um, I and, think 500 would have been plenty. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think they needed to keep going. So it all depends on the uh, – Today. Like, yeah, yeah. How, how much day of tomorrow – how much North Atlantic freezing over we have <laughs> featuring a, a movie <laughs> that I, I'm nearly certain doesn't feature Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> 
That's Jarhead. Yeah, no, you're thinking of... Uh, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> is it Day After Tomorrow, the one where the world freezes over? That's yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Is it Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid. They're both in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's his dad. Well, fuck me sideways. <laughs> I, I, just, I just I clocked with what you were talking about Thank earlier. You. Yeah, yeah, well, I had yeah. Dennis Quaid in my mind. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he was the old man trying to save his son. There we go. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> dun, 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 um, dun, dun. Yeah. So we're, ho- good movie. we're hoping good for movie. Yeah, the draw on this one uh, as Australians. Um, unless, you know, the, the Bash brothers, the two big fellas, uh, can put on 300 um, today uh, in, in one session and then we yeah, and then we try bowling it all out. Yeah, it's not happening, so let's play for draw. <laughs> I actually think the day after tomorrow chat is more likely. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Uh, all right, that's plenty of cricket chat. Let's, mm. uh, let's talk some rugby league. The top eight race that's heated up with a few upsets uh, makes it a little bit more interesting. But everyone's uh, most important game, the the, the yeah, game not the Matildas, sh- not the Matildas, not the Ashes, not even the British Open. You might say Drake meme, etc., yes. etc. Et Boys, <laughs> the Dragons have beaten the Tigers in the Spoon Bowl in a. Uh, Pretty lacklustre game of rugby league football, <laughs> let's yeah. be honest. Uh, a bloke that wasn't lacklustre was Zach Lomax. Mm-hmm. Very good in this one. Um, a lot of chat around his future. Will he be at the club next year? Will he be playing fullback next year? Where, where will he be playing? Mm-hmm. That former hat in the ring for playing Origin. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not looking likely after Bradman Best's uh, performance and, and the plethora of New South Wales centres getting around. But uh, – Really, really mm. good in this one. Uh, he had a meat pie. He kicked well. Um, mm. He had 197 run metres. Uh, and that try assist to win the game mm-hmm. is up there with one of the best that you'll see oh, in shit, rugby though. league football. Breaking probably two or three tackles and then uh, just knowing where Michele Ravalawa was on his outside. Flick pass. Uh, most of the time I see Zach Lomax... Flick pass, I say, fucking Zach, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry for any kids that are listening, but um, that you know, just calling it like I said. Yeah. But uh, that one, that one was beautiful, and uh, and maybe we don't want to can our chickens before they hatch, but maybe um, has saved the dragons from getting their first spoon um, yeah. since 1938. I guarantee your daughter's first words will be fucking dragons. <laughs> Well, she's already said mama and dada, so <laughs> nuts yeah. I'm all good from here. It's all safe. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, the only team that's, you know, maybe more laughable perhaps. Um, yeah, well, Can- Canterbury says hi. Uh, the, the Tigers, the, the rift. They're, they're always in the media. Mm. The rift continues. Benji on the outer. Uh, what are yeah, your thoughts well, around this one? Well, the, 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 the rumours all week was um, – uh, Benji and Fulton, who's the recruitment manager, weren't seeing eye to eye on who's halfback next year. Um, some talk about getting Aiden Caesar, I think, back from the uh, Super League. Yeah. Um, and then all going with a young fella, so, you know, not really agreeing on that. Tim Sheen's kind of being on the outer, not involved in any of these conversations. So, um, and then it looks like the chairman and the CEO – because I think they what they had the chairman on three sixty, yeah, and, and mm. great name. I nearly yeah. said Malaganis, but that, <laughs> no. that, that, that's a law firm down <laughs> yeah. here in, uh, in yeah. Canberra. Uh, you know, talking a, talking a bit of shit and stuff like that. But the fact that we know about all the stuff happening, like it's Leak City over yeah, it's there, not yeah, mm. and um, to have the the spoon bowl as you will be between the two merger clubs is kind of just showing that you know maybe that 
that decision, the way the boards and the chairmen and that it's all set up has just been a shit show. So it doesn't work. Yeah, I, mm. I tend to agree with you. Unless mm. you got Wayne Bennett coaching the squad, um, yeah, yeah, you're not going to go anywhere. So. Mm. Yeah. That's well, that's funny, isn't it? It worked early on. Tigers 05, Dragons 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the old heads and the lack of seeing eye to eye, it would seem, uh, you know, obviously we don't know anyone within either either club on, on the inside. But I, yeah. I, I think, yeah, the boards and the chairmen have too much say now because I think in both cases, you know, the t- for the Tigers it was very new. Tim Sheens came in, put his stamp on it, they win the comp. Same mm. with, you know, the Dragons. With, the, with Wayne Bain comes in and goes, Wayne, I'm going to do it my way, otherwise mm. I'm going to fuck off. So they're like, cool, Wayne, do what you want, mm. win the comp. Um, as soon as they start diddling down their 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 fingers into it, um, you got what you have now, where they're playing in the spoon bowl. I it, I yeah. nearly feel sorry. I've said it throughout. The you year. are a Dragons fan. You feel sorry for yourself. <laughs> no, I was going to say for the Tigers. I yeah, feel, feel sorry. I feel sorry for them. It's 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 kind of hard viewing sometimes. And actually, at the start mm. of the year, you went back and look at our tape. I thought, well. They bring in Papa Lee, they bring in Coruscant, they bring in Bateman, you know. They, they, yeah. they, can, they can only go better yep. than this. And yeah, yeah. They're looking at back-to-back spoons. They're, they're going to get back-to-back spoons, mm-hmm. you'd think. Barring um, a collapse from Dragons of Cal- or, uh, or Can- Canterbury. They sneal a few, but yeah. Mm. It's, four, well, it's four points of difference now. Yeah. and, and they'd, they'd have to win out, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what not. What have we got, five rounds left? Yeah, six, I think. It's um, it's not good for, for Tigers. Fans for for the club uh, in general, they just need to start thinking about twenty twenty four. Plain and simple, and they had plenty of opportunity to win this game. It wasn't a high quality game of, no. of rugby league, um, but look, I'm again like <laughs> the rain and, and Australia may be getting away with one tonight. Yep. Uh, it's it's we're not quite home dragons fans, but this this win did a did a lot for <laughs> for avoiding the spoon this year. Six rounds left to six, go. Uh, yeah, six. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Friday night, we saw a couple of good games of uh, mm-hmm. rugby league footy. Uh, the Warriors, they just keep winning 21-20, closer than what they would have liked. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Johnson, boys, golden point field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a kid during the week. Mm-hmm. I, reckon he might, I reckon he might have a Dally M in, uh, in a few months' time. What's, what's our thoughts around that? Could very well do. And they've got, a, I think, a pretty good run home as well. So um, they could finish um, right up there on the table. So... Finish yeah. top two. Yeah, mm. I think um, I didn't think the Raiders would win going into Mount Smart. The Warriors have been playing on excellent there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, when they went up twenty six, I thought they were, uh, at that point the Raiders were done. But they scored two tries right at the end. Who probably should have actually won the game. Um, yeah, Cracker missed missed the conversion to give them a two point lead. Um, but yeah, went to go on point and uh, George Johnson does what he's been doing all season and and um, got them all over the line. They. They look – I think they've got one of the cheapest spines in the league as well. Yeah, which you see, is, see that's, those yeah. stats coming out? I reckon it's them and Cronulla. Yeah. For, for mine were mm-hmm. – but I think SJ's on 600-odd. Mm-hmm. Um, Metcalf's on nothing. Metcalf's on nothing. Shans is on unders, unders 300-odd yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, Egan, Egan's not much. Mm-hmm. In terms of output – Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've been playing they playing maybe have the best valued spine yeah, in Metcalf's got wheels and he just – does it does what he needs to do playing second fiddle to Johnson and, and he seemed and, to play really well. And we were praising Tamario Martin how good mm-hmm. he'd been earlier mm-hmm. in the year and, and Metcalf goes that comes out and looks like a looks like a seasoned vet. Um it's it's good mm-hmm. for New Zealand as well. It's good for rugby league in New Zealand. You see these massive crowds mm-hmm. turning out week in, week out. Uh, and a lot of the a lot of the chat around an eighth eighteenth mm-hmm. team now New Zealand's New definitely Zealand. putting putting their hand yep. up for, yep. for the eighteenth team, that that is for sure. 
This is their run home, boys, the Warriors. They have the bye this week. Then at Titans, at Tigers, but it's a New Zealand mm-hmm. at t- Tigers. Mm-hmm. Manly, Dragons, Dolphins, they don't play a team that's currently in the in the top eight. Um, they should win all those games. They, they're finishing in the top eight yep. 100%. Yep. Uh, mm. They're most likely finishing in the, in the top four and they, they could finish in the top two. They, I think, are five and two at Mounts, Mount Smart this season. Mm. So, yeah, forming a bit of a fortress there. Do you think uh, Monkey's uncle should get uh, Coach of the Year? Andrew Webster, <laughs> uh, for those playing at home. <laughs> Not actual, <laughs> quite a common surname, Webster. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, who else? Come, you know. Yeah. You, 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 could, you could go with a, with a Cleary and Penrith dominating. Yeah, true. But and I think if the Dolphins had gone on with their yeah, form, yeah. maybe Wayne. But yeah. I, I think for where the yeah. Warriors are and what they're playing. And potentially mm-hmm. if they win out like they're saying, you know, top yeah. four probably locked in and then, you know, whether they finish second kind of thing. Yeah, I th- think you've got to be a shoe in. I think it's pretty He's really given them a Kevin, Kevin Walton and, and the Broncos have, have done good from from yeah, where maybe, they finished last maybe, year. Maybe that very disappointing drop out of the top eight. But uh, for mine it's Andrew Webster. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of good little segue, they uh, had a pretty good uh, win there on Friday night. The Broncos thirty six to South twenty. How good is Reese? <laughs> yeah, he's very good. Good back for that's for sure. Yeah. South take this game to Queensland. Uh, I wanted to know your thoughts, boys. We, you know, we just spoke about how the the Warriors will host the Tigers mm-hmm. and teams giving up these these home games to um, mm-hmm. essentially get more people through the mm-hmm. gates and mm-hmm. whatever the the reason is mm-hmm. behind it. Uh, South currently sit outside the top eight, uh, I, I believe. Do, they've yeah. really been struggling without Latrell. Is this is this something that teams should be doing on the reg to to take the money, or if this it's, if this game is in Sydney, does that give South you know the the opportunity to try and win at home? It's a it's an interesting tactic. It's something that we've seen a lot in in the NRL over the last few years. Mm. Um, yeah, just wondering on, on your thoughts on it. Interesting, like. The fact that they've gone to the Sunshine Coast and not kept it regionally for South does yeah, well, sort of wasn't led to it being in bro- yeah. uh, Broncos' home territory. Yeah, that's right. Right. Say, why isn't it Mudgy or Central Coast yeah. or, yeah. you know, Bathurst, you know, a lot, of, a lot of teams doing that. That's it. But, again, like Broncos are playing great footy at the moment as well. Like yeah, well, they could have played anywhere like, and yeah. Broncos that, probably could have won. So that is true. It's, it's hard to tell but, yeah, there has to be something to it. Um, it's a, I think it's a dangerous game when you're putting it yeah. in, in, you know, a, an opposition's back backyard and yeah, yeah, like you, got, you, like you said that this game could have been in Sydney and, and the way that yeah. Reese Walsh and Co have been playing, uh, wouldn't you know, have mattered, yeah. wouldn't yeah. have mattered. But yeah, I, I think it's an unnecessary yeah uh, advantage s- that you are giving giving to the opposition. Yeah, you've only got so many variables that you can control. Why gives the, the opposition an yeah. advantage, mm. um, even uh, if it's perceived advantage? Um, yeah, I think it had the yeah. New South Wales probably makes more sense. They probably couldn't play at home as well because of the World Cup too. That yeah, could have, that sure. could have been a factor. Yeah, yeah. So like the, they, but New South Wales makes more sense to me. Like, yeah, why are you going yeah. to Queensland when you're playing a Queensland team? Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, the other news out of this one, um, Alex Johnson got a try now. F- Taken, third. taken third Outright. from from Menzies, nine away from Billy oh, with true. six rounds to go, as we mentioned. So we said a few pods ago that you thought he would definitely get it in. This year, yes. 
Because they're going to play. Oh, at the moment they're not playing football. Will they play football? That's a question. I said he'd shit it in, so it was. You never know. He's still got to play the Dragons, so four tries there. Yeah, I think. I think you know he's. Um, try numbers being down a little bit is probably a reflection on you know the service they're getting because yep. they've got no Latrell. Like they, they've been through the origin period, you know they've got all their ins back, but yeah, without Latrell, they've just um, I think struggled a little bit for for cohesion mm, points. He's 14, 17 played the seat for the season. Mm. Yeah, thoughts on Trell? That's ten weeks for what should have been a what's calf? My, yeah, minor to moderate calf. Like normally, ten weeks is. Like yeah. a, a full-blown calf off the bone, maybe syndesmosis kind yeah, of but, but it could, recovery. It could be the thing where it's, you know, it was minor strain, train, train trying to get back for the orange and did it again, yeah. strained it again. Mm. And then it's just been reoccurring. And same thing, like he was in for this game and he was named and then I think he pulled up in the captain's run. So, yeah. or, Origin is a really good point. I, I reckon he was smashing his body trying to, trying to get ready for Origin and it's just delayed things uh, yeah. a lot. The risk mm. for Souths is whether they um, – Shut Latrell down. Like they, they go. Mm. Yeah, he's probably going to need another, you know, month to get right. Do we really want to risk him finals time, or do we shut him down for the year? May depend on where they are. If they're in the eight, probably not. Um, if they keep this slide, the direction they're going, then yeah, maybe, mm. maybe it's you know, come back in twenty twenty four when you got Jack yeah. White and play for you as well. <laughs> Scary <laughs> prospect. <laughs> Uh, Tony Stagg's really good in this one. Two tries, try assists, mm. 171 run metres, nine tackle busts. The Broncos, uh, for, no, Panthers with, Panthers with a win today. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to talk about big old Marty? Oh, yeah, the high knees. Knees up. High knees. Used to be a warm-up. <laughs> well, didn't used to be. It still is. For, still is. For, this hit Campbell Graham too, I think, as well. Yeah, poor bloke can't, can't catch a break. Uh, yeah, if, if yeah. we get some news, if you wouldn't mind, on Marty Kapow, this looked horrible. Uh, watching it live, uh, four weeks offered. I believe four weeks will be taken unless there's yeah. an or, early guilty. Yeah, play. early guilty, uh, which I think he'll take and he'll get three, I think was the news report. Jimmy will confirm. But it was a bad one. Um, um, Swale from the Roosters says hello and um, enjoyed his uh, running style, but yeah, it was so bad. He's knees up around his chin essentially. He, ju- he jumped essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's a flying knee. He's bloody tried to Musfordell, um Campbell Graham with this one. So Ben Askren, yeah. yeah. There you go. Three much hand, three much ban. Um, so I think he with the early um, with the guilty plea gets three three matches. So that's what he'll he'll miss. Um, and he's a bench player for the Broncos, but he's definitely in their rotation. I think they're hoping for Flegler to come back. In the distant future, which will um, fit in there, but it's just terrible. Ooh, yeah, it's like he kind of went for like a like a goose kind of step. Yeah, or like a lunge yeah, as well. And, and, then, just got and he just got it very wrong, didn't he? Yeah, it's bad. There's no intent there. There's no intent. It's 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 careless, I think. But I don't think it, it's his intention to get his knee into Campbell Graham's face there. Yeah. And if I had to make a bold prediction at this point in the season, I think um, for mine it's Penrith and Broncos as the clear out favourites yeah. with Warriors being my dark horse. Yep, I like it. Because everyone else uh, just doesn't seem to be up to their, their ilk at the moment. Campbell, mm. thankfully, was okay. He popped straight back up. But, uh, yeah, we've we got to try and get that out of, out of rugby league. Yeah, well, considering how many broken jaws we've I had this it, year. I thought it was. It, it, I think it okay. – if you got the the tape measure out and and measured how high it was, I think it's I think it's really high. I think it's lucky oh, that, it's yeah. that that Campbell's didn't come in. It, that, yeah, the tackle. The, where the contact uh, gets made mm. is is not yep. in in his face. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't think the reverse angle would kind of shows her the steel. And you look at that mm. and you go, oh, yeah, that's really bad. So mm. deserve it if it's in bin. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. He'll miss three. Um, don't think it'll impact the, the Bronx too much, obviously. Uh, a, a tough player on Marty Tapau. Um, we'll we'll uh, see how they go without him. I don't think it'll be too bad. All right, boys, let's roll into Saturday. A couple of uh, upsets-ish. Uh, well, definitely one big upset, but uh, one yeah. one big result for for the table. The Chooks had essentially their, their season on the line for, mm-hmm. for this game up there at Seabus Super Stadium, and uh, they blew the Titans off the park in the first half. It was 30 nil, was it? Yep. Uh, one-way traffic. The Titans made it look a, a fair bit more respectable in the second half. Uh, big talking point during the week was Teddy's holiday to Byron Bay. Uh, given the <laughs> given the week off, had the blessing from mm. Robbo. It's so much so rugby league because what did I say? I think Benny Eichen was talking about it and said the big news stories um, this week was Teddy going on holidays and Reese Walsh with his Gucci bag. <laughs> um, uh, uh, he's just like uh, yeah. That's that's rugby league for you. So that's rugby league media for you. Yeah. Does, does anyone <laughs> want to talk about Scott Drinkwater and his try assists, or you know, tactically, <laughs> you know, what what the no. Penrith Panthers no. are doing to separate yeah. themselves from the rest of the field? No, we want to talk about people going to Byron Bay when their bodies are fucked up and yeah. they need it. One to rest off. Off the Saw the tabloids. Yeah. Well, did him so, did him so good. Did him so good. Yep. Try try two try assists, two hundred thirty run meters. Teddy looked mm. good. The Chooks can still make the eight. I don't think they will, but they they can after that performance. Yep. This was an interesting one. The Knights yeah. and the Storm, uh, nearly a sellout up there in Newcastle. The Novocastrians, mm. they always show up. The the Storm led 12-4 and uh, Tarek Sims, uh, Sinbin, uh, really changed your, the momentum in this one. Uh, Kalen yeah. Ponga looking pretty good mm. other than his goal kicking. But uh, obviously <laughs> the... Uh, the experiment to move him to six um, looked pretty yeah. pretty ordinary and he goes back to one and gets a bit of health under his belt and look, uh, looks like KP again. Yeah, I think the, mm. getting him out of the, the defensive line, the firing line essentially, has been really good for him. Yep. Um, Especially with the head knocks and yeah, yeah, no yeah. more concussions. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, yeah. Instead of having to make 30 tackles a game, uh, make it 10, uh, it's probably, he's probably better for him than uh, yeah, being in the front line. So I think mm. he'd be good. It was an 11-game losing streak that the Knights had against the Storm. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, Brabham Best uh, getting a bit of that origin mm. uh, form going into this one. Um, the big news for the Storm was Remus Smith uh, did, did a pretty serious groin mm. in this one. Uh, someone will have to come and replace him. But backs that are set to come back in, Ryan Pappenhausen's pretty close. He's been pretty close for a couple of months, though. Um, well, uh, by reports, by reports, by his he, reports, his and, own, his yeah. his own reports, and off his own social media. Yeah. Back full contact training. Reckons he's a couple of weeks away. He'll definitely be good for finals. Yeah, which is a scary mm. thought for for the storm. It throws a spanner in the works because Nick Beanie's been really good with mm-hmm. the with the one on his back. So I imagine Meany goes to a wing and then pushes either a winger or did, did he play edge? Like an edge roll for for them at one point. Nick Meany. No, uh, he was. A, like he's been a winger. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to remember um, how the storm had structured it from other ones because he definitely played uh, when um, Pap was going back and forth. I'm trying to remember with Nick Hines. Maybe it was after Nick Hines. Yeah, that's why everyone I'm confusing with. Don't worry, ignore me. 
me. <laughs> I'm from Dirk, Sean. I'm trying to remember everyone's team for the last couple of years. Oh, it was, it was a jealous. I tell you what, this podcast in general, yeah, when we're covering a lot of sports, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, that was a really good serve <laughs> that ended up in a hole in one. That was a great slam dunk <laughs> from that. That bloke third, from that from that third slip type dude three decades ago. Indeed. Yeah. I'll right, we'll give you give you a pass on that one. <laughs> uh, let's go into the Cowboys, Cowboys and the Eels. The Cowboys are in the eight for the first mm-hmm. time this year, I believe. They've uh, been so good post Origin. Oh, it's exactly what they needed. Get their get their boys, um, get out of first gear. Essentially, dude, half their team not half, but like five Origin players. <laughs> And they've just gotten better and better throughout mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. Origin series. Scotty Drink, we've talked about Dally M's before. This bloke, mm-hmm. if, if he was eligible, um, definitely have his have his hand up. Mm-hmm. 168 run meters, 10 tackle busts, uh, meat pie. He was really good. The, really, the only downer was uh, Jeremiah Jeremiah Nane mm-hmm. uh, shoulder injury. Uh, likely mm-hmm. AC probably going to miss a little bit. Uh, the Cowboys just just keep stringing wins wins together. Mm-hmm. Eels yeah, on it. the other side. Um, I think actually I saw some reports. We talked about Josh Hodgson needing neck surgery last week. Uh, some rumours floating around. I haven't seen anything official, but he might actually retire, um, mm. which you know, understandable with uh, his run of injuries and uh, the amount of rehab he's done. Like yeah, he probably doesn't need to do play much more footy. Um, so, you know, that that's a bit unfortunate. Um, he doesn't get to go out the way he'd like, but um, following on from that, um, Sean Lane, uh, massive dislocation, and I use the word massive because it looked very bad. Yeah. <laughs> Elbow, it's not el- a great one. Elbows generally look worse than they are. Yeah, well, they, T- just, they just look gross. <laughs> t- touch wood, so hopefully uh, not too long. But the poor bloke is is broken his jaw and uh, had a high grade hamstring tear this year. So hopefully it's it's not uh, bad news for him going forward. It did look gross. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ross into Sunday's games. Uh, was it forty eight sixteen? 40, 46, 18, something along those lines. 44, 18, 18. Yep. in the Panthers and the Bulldogs. The Panthers were a dollar and two cents uh, going into this one uh, with Nathan Cleary back for the first time in six, seven weeks. Uh, they look pretty good. Tell you what looked better. Brian Toto <laughs> and Liam Martin <laughs> doing a bit of Blades of Glory. Try July's been going on. I actually thought uh, when the Raiders did that uh, Johnny Bairstow yep. celebration that nothing could top it. I thought just give them the $10,000 right now. Uh, hands my old man getting hit by football, etc. <laughs> this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Blades of Glory kind of gear. It was a very, very good. This one looked like it was going to be bad early on. I think I was texting you boys going, oh, geez, NRL yeah. record's in trouble here. It was yeah. 24-0 after 20 minutes. But uh, the the Dogs uh, essentially matched them uh, for the for the second half after that. Um, who, who was Peachy in for? He was a late inclusion. Yeah, late inclusion. He, uh, he did have 20-something on, on his back uh, uh, if you go up. He's playing in the centres. Where was it? Yep. It would have been Isaac Tungo. I was like, Tungo missed out. Not sure why. It was late exclusion for Tungo, who's been very, very good this year. Yeah. Well, Peachy filled in well and got, we got a double. Sharks, Eagles. Uh, uh, Zach was injured. Thank you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> figured. <laughs> no, nah, he went, went to the pub, bro. He went with the boys. Yeah. It, it, it does make me wonder sometimes because there's so many games, so many players. Like, does anyone just ever wake up and, like, 
have aggressive yeah. diarrhea. Like, <laughs> like, 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 probably, probably. Like, like, it must happen here and there. Yeah. Illness, you know. They, they yeah. put it down. That's was it, yeah. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, Ill- right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's what I think about sometimes. <laughs> um, the the sharks had a mad comeback against the seagulls. Didn't quite didn't get there. Quite get enough. That it yeah, it looks like they're half time. They realised that Manly aren't a top eight side um, and should beat them. Yeah, we should beat them. We should beat them. But and they went very close. Yeah. But uh, what are we doing here? Manly get the tails two halves. Yeah, thirty twenty six. I didn't see any of this. It was. Afternoon, no. we we were sort of getting ready for the podcast, etc. One, it, I just checked one turbo for for Manly with uh, Jack T playing. J Turbo, um, yeah, right. thirty to twenty six. It was thirty to four, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, twenty four nil half time. So mm-hmm. so yeah. good comeback from the Sharks. Um, beating good teams, obviously, is is mm. uh, what's what's been their problem. Manly not a top eight team, but I think they're not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the pretender chat for the Sharks will continue. They haven't beaten a top eight side this year. They've, historically, they haven't been in a top eight side in like four years. They've their their records like three and twenty or something like that. It's crazy. Um, they just yeah can't can't beat a side that's in the top eight. Flat track boys mm-hmm. makes the run home. Uh, that doesn't seem too bad. So they got Penrith next week, which mm. yeah goes without saying. Uh, Rabbits. Then Titans, Cowboys, Knights, Raiders. Yeah, a few tough few. ones there still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Few in the eight there. All right, let's uh, let's go south of the border. Let's talk some Aussie rules footy. <laughs> AFL round nineteen uh, had possibly the grand final preview and uh, a couple of thrillers and a Carlton player kicking ten goals. So. First time that's happened in a long time. Marks, did you catch much of this? Uh, the the dogs getting a pretty convincing win against your bombers yeah. on Friday night. No, I had the second half one in the background. Uh, wasn't happy. The the second half was all the dogs. The, yeah. The first half the the bombers were keeping with them. Yeah. Uh, the bond is pretty good. Twenty nine disposals, mm. two goals. Cody Waitman, Jamara, Yugle Hagen, pretty good. Um, poor Jake Stringer, the package. Not great against his old old team. Didn't have a goal, mm. eight disposals. And it was a pretty bad loss because uh, the Bombers dropped from seventh to 11th yeah. with, with a few teams outside of the eight in, in GWS and uh, and Carlton uh, going it. above them. Just goes to show how close that midfield race is. Dude, it's stacked. We'll talk <coughs> about the ladder, I think, as we yeah. wrap up the, the segment. But uh, between sixth and 12th, is uh, there's not much that separates. No, yep. Today, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was Saturday. The uh, the Tigers <laughs> get a one point win against the Hawks in front of fifty seven thousand at the MCG. Uh, the Hawks actually kicked one more goal in in this game, but uh, mm. the the Tigers uh, win <laughs> win by a point off the back of twelve behinds. Uh, it's official. Everyone suspected it, but it's official that the Hawks can't make the eight. Uh, Mitch Lewis, Chad Wingard, Jai Newcomb, pretty good. In a mm. in a losing uh, effort, the uh, the Tigers keep their season alive. Uh, they actually had a mad run um, in the fourth quarter. They kicked six straight. Liam Baker pretty yeah. clutch with they the were thirty behind there. Yeah. yeah, so they did run down 
uh, the Hawks. The Hawks will be disappointed um, with that mm. they, last quarter. But when the Hawks can string together four quarters, mm. they're they're not too bad. Kane <laughs> Corns come they're, out. And, they're a young team. Like they're, well, they're, well Corns said that the Hawks are way ahead of where the Tigers would be, or they'll win a premiership before the Tigers do. Mm. Uh, given their list versus the Tigers list, the the youth of their list, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah, yeah. mm. I think he's. He's bordering on the Stephen A. Smith of the AFL. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see whether the Tigers do commit to a full rebuild or whether they can get a couple of pieces and make another run um, sooner rather than later. It's for a good uh, cause this uh, this game. They wore the the purple strip, the the Tigers, uh, for Light the Darkness um, for Alana and Madeline Foundation uh, who who died in the Port Arthur massacre. Mm. Uh, A fair bit of chat as well around – ins and outs mm-hmm. this week in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the Tigers in in particular, uh, Morris Rioli misses out. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to take the phone call from his coach. He, he did take it. Yeah, the media <laughs> cut it up to make it look like he didn't take the phone. He did take it. He, he did take the phone. He, he was hesitant. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, he's upset. He's been tactical subbed out early in a game. Like, yeah. I th- it's passion. rough. Well, I think it was passion yeah. and I think that's what uh, McAlter came out to say. I think Jack Rewalt um, was on, on 360 saying that it, it's just a bit of passion and there's there's not yeah. much you'd, in it. You'd want that out of your players. You get yeah. subbed off, you would rather they be pissed off then. Oh, barely, sweet, I'm going to well, hit he, the showers, bro. He barely had a, he barely had a kick against yeah. West Coast. Yeah. So I think some of that came into it. Rewalt yeah. then went on to say, no, he wasn't admitted for not taking the phone call. I, I think it played into it. Mm-hmm. I think it played into it. I think the fact that he played like ass last week, yeah. uh, probably played into it, and why he was upset with himself. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he'll play a lot more as he rules footy. You see that bit of passion, media beat up. That's yeah. my, my take there. A bloke has six touches, um, you know, against a team where where you should be playing well. You mm-hmm. you probably would be angry at yourself. Yeah. yeah. Another interesting one was uh, was Dusty did play in this one. Uh, he threw a little elbow into Alex Witherden, uh, got him, you know, maybe in the solar plexus and top top of the guts essentially. Is Dustin Martin treated differently to other players in the AFL? Well, the fact that you said he threw an elbow and hit him in the solar plexus, there's no doubt, like he did it. <laughs> and, and you think as a, as a minimum, like that's a that's a weak, like you know, it's an offence. It's the kind of thing you you don't want to want to be seeing or promoting, especially from someone like Dusty, who's essentially mm. the king. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, uh, I think what we've been saying, Dusty's a bit of a protected species and, yeah, do you get 57 in there for a Hawthorne game without Dusty in it? Mm. So, Sam Kerr, Matilda chat coming soon, coming soon. So, yeah, I've, I think he deserved it. And then you see like uh, I think it was Willie Rowley today, um, today or yesterday, punching a bloke, left hook. Oh, was the hand open? Was the <laughs> it was hand closed open? fist, bro. It was closed fist. <laughs> bring that up for we'll, me. We'll yeah, yeah, bring yeah. that up. Uh, so, you know, you see that. You see that and go, oh yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be sweet after what, what Dusty got, but he's not Dusty, so he'll probably get a month. Um, I, th- I think it's yeah, it's just a bad look. Do you think it's a conscious thing that the match review panel does in that we need this guy to sell tickets, or do you think there's a little bit of unconscious? Oh, it's Dusty. Oh, it's Joel Selwood. Has always been the example that that plays into it. Uh, do you think it's a a do you take it a step further and go to Dusty's like mental health as well? Like, yeah. Do you, does that play into effect? Like, I don't do you want to 
do you walk on eggshells around him or still like not you, that I'm saying you can can contone it or not. Yeah, but, but yeah, you per, players' personality or players. True, but on um, the flip side, you're also yeah. en- enabling uh, the uh, the action. You know, two weeks later, mm. he's out there and he punches a bloke. It's like yeah, you could you could have nipped it in the butt by sitting him down for a week and gone, oh yeah, I did a stupid thing. Um, I didn't get away with it. You know, there's both sides of that coin. Mm. My my personal thoughts, whether it's conscious or or subconscious, I think the AFL and the match review panel. Uh, does does give uh, a little bit of leeway to the Dustin Martins and the Joel Selwoods and Franklins. the Patrick Dangerfields <laughs> and the Buddy Franklins of the world. Yes. Mm. He did play well in this 24-2, and one-point game, maybe made a difference. The other end of that is Jordan Boyd gets three games for the Carlton Blues, misses out. Uh, tackle. Holding a guy's arm so you can – Protect himself, hits his head on the ground. Hits his head, did, yeah. did get subbed out uh, mm-hmm. with a concussion in this one. Mm-hmm. Didn't play today, Darcy mm-hmm. Byrne-Jones. Uh, look, when we talk about something like this, all thoughts go to Darcy Byrne-Jones. My my feeling was this was a textbook AFL tackle, wrapped up the ball, wrapped up uh, the body, no high contact, no late contact, um, took him to ground and unfortunately Darcy bumps his head on the way down. Yeah. I, I feel like they're looking at it, there might have been a little bit of that sling in there as well, like to get him to the ground, <laughs> which is what they hate. Uh, I think that's the big difference. You know, if Dunsley punches him <laughs> in the head, that's different. Oh, he hit, hit him in the chest. He hit that sweet, bro. Chest is good. Uh, but any and he bumps the head, the AFL says, no, 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 you need to sit down, learn your lesson. So... Yeah, and they've been pretty pretty hard with that, and you can understand why with um, lawsuits and media, etc. But yeah, I, I think that's what it's it's litigation based, and yeah. you want the game to be safe, and you want kids to be playing it. I'm all about that, and if that's the case, then fine Jordan Boyd or give him a one game suspension yeah. if that's your if that's your reasoning. I, to I to, think to me, been, I don't know what world we're living in where this is a three game suspension. Well, I think they've been pretty consistent with that. Those guys that kind of get a little bit of sling get hit and they hit the ground. There's they've no been sling. Three weeks. There, there is no sling. Watch this. He he wraps him up and he oh, goes no, no. straight should, yeah, down. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It just. Like that's just trying to take his body down. Yeah. It's unfortunate that there's a bit of whiplash and Darcy Byrne uh, well, Jones and he, he, hits hits his hits his head on the ground there. Yeah, I, I've, I remember I was reading something. It was probably towards the start of the year about you know wrapping the arm so the player couldn't protect himself. Yep. But I yeah. can't remember the what the AFL was saying. Like what was bad in that? But um, but yeah, like you know, you know that's you can't brace himself there and um, I guess it's on the defender then to protect the player and you take him down and he's hit his head. So uh, I can see why they've done that with, you know, the reasoning that we've talked about all season. Um, but it's, um, you know, you get three weeks for that and then Dusty gets nothing. Um, seems a bit, bit stiff. It's, I it's kind of see that. It's like, cuckoo at the moment. Yeah. He kind of like twists and pushes, slams him into the ground rather than just completing the tackle. Like there's a bit of a change in direction in the tackle. He, this is happening a million miles but, now. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's I a could, bang, okay, bang sort okay. of so, thing. So where there, I, get, I get what you mean, yeah. So he when he when he makes contact there, he he could have maybe rolled onto his own right shoulder there. I'm talking about yeah. Jordan Boyd. The, I think the danger is if you're doing that at full speed, you fall off. Darcy Byrne Jones turns around to the right and kicks a goal. Yeah. That, to, to me, as someone well, that's played yeah. contact sport 
since I was yeah. a kid and, and watching that, I I, f- yeah. I feel like that is an unfortunate result of playing a, ta- uh, a contact sport. It is, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, his head's behind his body. So he doesn't know if he's still got the ball. He doesn't know he's already kicked it. Like, So, yeah, all yeah, he's doing is what yeah. he thinks And he I, needs I don't to think to there's much he could have done better than no. that. Maybe his left arm, instead of wrapping his arm, goes lower and tries to grab the leg, like the, the thigh. Mm-hmm. To, but then you get into lifting motion. So, like, it's, it's not really a win-win. But uh, I can see from you know you've wrapped him up he can't defend himself um you gotta you gotta protect him a little bit and you forcefully put him on the ground you know uh, i think there'll be no tackling in afl in the next five years it's so. going that way isn't it? <laughs> yeah like seriously watching that and maybe i've got my navy blue glasses on yeah i'd be happy with a fine yeah i'd like seriously i'd be happy with a fine i think three from weeks all year, i think, think three weeks is egregious yeah i think any any hitting the heads on grounds um through tackles has been yeah, high suspensions like that. So, yeah, I, I don't. Th- AFL won't be completely soccer, but it's going. <laughs> it's going. It's going to be aerial soccer, as they as uh, the Queenslanders like to say. Ping pong, um, isn't it? Yeah, I uh, know that's rugby. Rugby's ping pong. Yes. Rugby union. A, yeah, rugby union. They kick it back and forth to each other. I've heard uh, Aussie rules of aerial ping pong. Anyways, <laughs> let, let this not detract from the fact that uh, Carlton. Win their fifth game in a row by fifty points or more. Only Geelong have done this in eighty nine and in two thousand and eight, and they made the grand final in both years. Mm-hmm. Blue flaggers, chat <laughs> ranters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They do have a massive game against Collingwood on Friday night. Uh, that will be the real litmus test to how much these Blues have uh, have improved. Or mm-hmm. obviously, uh, no big H. Uh, his knee injury will be about six weeks, uh, but I think Paddy Cripps and Adam Cherish should be back. For Friday night, and then uh, the big talking point from this game was uh, Charlie Kerno, really solidifying mm. his position at top of the Coleman Medal with yeah. sixty-one on the season. Well, an extra ten helps. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, he's he's ahead of Tex. I don't know how many Tex kicked today, but I'm I'm fairly sure he's well ahead of Tex. Yeah, he's sixteen ahead of Tom Hawkins. Uh, Larky might have got a couple, but. Uh, it's essentially his now, the Coleman medal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first kick 10 for the Blues since Dix Kernahan did it in 1995. Only a handful uh, of Blues have kicked 11 or more, uh, including Harry Valance, Ross Ditchburn, Greg Kennedy, Horry Clover had 13 for the Blues. There was a stage in this game when he had five, was it, in the first quarter? Mm-hmm. It was 59 to two or something where you thought, geez, would be really right, <laughs> rewriting the record books. Uh, and, and West Coast, to their credit, played pretty well in the second half uh, to, mm. to curb it to just 10. Yeah, maybe mm. some foots off pedals as well. Yeah, uh, a little, little yeah, I think there might have been a bit of that. So the Blues did sneak into the eight for a little bit but then got <laughs> knocked back out. So uh, I think they're, they're hoping that's um, the direction they'll go. They'll sneak into the eight <laughs> this year instead of the other way around, getting mm. knocked out at the end. Um, but, yeah, like you said, big game against the Pies. Pies – Probably heavy favourites with the way they've played so yeah, far this season sure. and this week, um, uh, you know, being up the, up the top there. So, yeah, I think the the team to beat and, like you said, good test um, to see where you're at as a, as a side next week. Now, don't let this um, Pies power chat let you forget about these other two teams which could be playing in a grand mm-hmm. final in uh, the Brisbane Lions and the Geelong Cats. Um Good gritty win, I suppose, from mm-hmm. the Lions. Scrappy mm-hmm. first half. It mm-hmm. was 
32 points to 11. Did you yeah. say much of this? No, I didn't. Uh, where was it played, though? That's my main question. The, the Gabatoire. <laughs> They've played very well at the Gabatoire yeah. in, uh, in recent memory. Uh, McCarthy, Hipwood, Danaher all had two. Mm-hmm. I suppose the big talking point was poor Will Ashcroft, the yeah. incum- – well, not the incumbent, the – Bloke expected to be the rising star of the AFL. Yep. Uh, fourth quarter, there was only about 10 minutes left. Did his right knee, grabbed mm-hmm. at it. Well, looking at this, I didn't feel like it was an ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was walking freely post-match, which doesn't is not always the best yeah. indication of injury. Had his scan today, confirmed um, he's done his ACL. That's uh, the last that we'll see of Will Ashcroft uh, this year. He's been playing very, very well and... Um, just thinking of him for, for his recovery. Yeah, I, I saw before going into that game, he was basically at the, at the same point in the season as Nick Dacos last year, matching and in some mm. categories beating mm. uh, some mm. of his statistics. So he's having an unreal season uh, considering what Nick Dacos is doing now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, massive. He, he, that's a pretty big loss for them and uh, it's really unfortunate for the young fellow uh, to get the ACL there. Mm. Where where are they? Where are Geelong? Uh, flip side. Where are they kind of sitting in the middle? I think they were six. Are they seventh now? They're still floating uh, around there on the ladder. Where's the ladder? They're eighth. Eighth. Yeah. They'll be fine. I've got no no doubts that Geelong play finals football this year as a Carlton fan. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Stewart, Jez Cameron, pretty good for them. Uh, the Swans keep their September aspirations alive. Mm-hmm. Dockers are pretty much done. Um, yeah. 30-odd point um, loss there. Will Haywood and Buddy kick three each. Luke Parker pretty good. I didn't watch a second of this. I don't know if you blokes did. Uh, but I had my eyes glued yeah. on the the Power and Pies game with the, the cricket, uh, you know, being a little <laughs> bit wet. Uh, one versus two, Adelaide Oval. Um, unbelievable atmosphere. This felt like a finals game. Mm-hmm. There was five lead changes in the first quarter. It was Taylor Adams' 200th. He had a blinder, um, 25 disposals. He got a gift from Jamie Elliott, uh, which was which was nice to see. And uh, this one went right down to it. I think Port actually had the lead for most of this game and, um, and the Pies – just showing what they've been able to do over the last two years and, and win these close encounters. There's, there's something in the way that they play or their mentality or their structures in the fourth quarter, which you just see this happening time and time again where the Pies win games by by less than, than a goal. Yep. And that's that's the story of last season, the story of this season. They just find a way to win, um, which is uh, – very challenging come finals time. Like they've they've been battle tested, as you will. Um, uh, so yeah, I, for mine, I think I've, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. I think a lot of people have been saying it. They they look like the team to beat yeah. um, on a week to week basis. So yeah, it's, they are coming first. Yeah, they are coming first, and they go, yeah, <laughs> and they <laughs> but running in, into the finals. Um, yeah, you, they're the team to 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 worry about. A bloke that's coming first by a long way as well is Nick Dacos um, for the Brownlow. I think he's about $1.60 now. It's mm-hmm. it's funny when uh, a bloke has 25 and a goal and you're like, oh, that's not his best game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was pretty good. Uh, shout out to Willem Drew who who tagged him for, for a lot, lot of the game. Uh, he had 16 tackles in that one. Um, Zach Butters probably didn't get the, the best on ground. I think that went to his running mate in, in Connor Rose. Uh, but it was interesting to see the most likely number one and number two in the in the Brownlow votes. Petrarca says hi. Mm-hmm. Um, 
going at it head to head, not as direct opponents, but uh, in the same game. Yep. Jamie Elliott, definitely worth a shout. A um, few minutes to go. Hard kick that. Not many people kick that. He he's very clutch. Uh, he had three in the game. He had the go ahead goal. And uh, if you watch the celebrations in slow motion, I I think <laughs> I counted about seven or eight. Rude fingers up in the <laughs> yeah. front row from the Port fans. Your middle fingers. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you turn around and say something back? My, oh. my thoughts. Do you want to pull up um, Willie Rioli's punching a man? Yeah, see, I, I didn't think there was heaps, heaps in it. Well, uh, they didn't. there's intent. This yeah, is I the don't... thing as well. So, so say when we were talking about uh, young Jordan Boyd before and, and the tackle and it looked a bit textbook – this this is that's intent. Yeah. Do you think that's a? It's a left hook, bro. <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like. Mm. There was also uh, a lot of chat that there was racial abuse. Well, and, he got a lot of that post match mm. as well. So, um, and again, that's obviously coming from the sideline. You'd yeah, imagine, and yes. not from the uh, on socials on socials. Like socials, he, he's he's been DMs are just blown up. With abhorrent. Um, yeah, it's not needed. No. Yeah, be interesting to see. Uh, mm. What he what he cops for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching that, what would you be happy with? Well, Dusty got nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, again, I think a week at minimum. Like, it's, I think they're looking at two. I'd yeah. be happy with two. I think any more might be. Do they, uh, say, hope, do they, do they say? Do they say punch? They have a, they have a definition in this. Slap, slap, striking uh, is what it is. Striking, yeah. It, it's like his intent, like it, it, close fist, open fish, whatever. It's. It looks like a left hook to me, um, uh, and it's definitely connected on the chin. So, yeah, it's not a, it's not great viewing. I don't, that's the main thing for the NFL. It doesn't look good. Remind us to talk about George Cambosis later. Mm. <laughs> yes, uh, Giants uh, pretty comfortable winners against the Suns down here at the Theatre of Dreams, Monica Oval. That's six in a row for the Orange team. Mm-hmm. So they're they're going seventh. I think I saw Jimmy had them. Yeah, uh, seven, yeah, yeah seven. well into the eight and uh, mm-hmm. looking like they're, they're going to make a pretty handy run of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Toby Green, good, but didn't kick particularly straight. Um, I think Riccardi had a couple amongst, if you wouldn't mind bringing up, bringing up some numbers. That they, it was, uh, I watched the first half. It seemed to be pretty neck and neck and they ended up running out 40-point winners. They also had lost nine of their last ten at Monica Oval. So getting, getting that monkey off the back, uh, pretty big for GWS. Uh, yep, got some numbers there. Three for Lacocious, three goals, four for Toby Green. Yes, Riccardi did have two. And 31 for Flanders, Sam <laughs> Flanders, uh, getting getting a few touches there for the Gold Coast. Demons, Crows, the Demons uh, look like having this one all wrapped up at halftime and uh, the Crows played valiantly. I think they went down by four points. Uh, the big talking point all week was the big man, Brody Grundy, the unicorn, it's all but um, guaranteed not to be playing for the D's next year. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, After being omitted uh, mm. last week. Uh, Who yeah. looks likely? Yeah, obviously what they they tried it. They, the D's were trying the two ruck strategy or pushing Max forward. Um, by all accounts, uh, Maxie wants to be a ruck. That's that's what he wants. That's his bread and butter. So you know, best one in the league for the last ten years. Exactly, which <laughs> really doesn't leave much of a role, I guess, f- for Grundy there. And they um, could which, probably save some money as which well. Which is interesting, the role chat, mm. because yeah. Luke Jackson was 
playing second fiddle perfectly last True. year. True. Perhaps as a forward or utility, you know, we've seen how good he, he can be as a utility at, at, at Fremantle. More. Yeah, perhaps a little bit better than Brody. Mm. Oh, I think there might be something else going on in terms of uh, desire to be there or yeah, desire to be a second string ruckman. Given yeah. that on paper he's probably still a, a top five or six ruckman yeah, exactly. in, in the AFL, I, I think that might play into it a little bit more. Yeah, and there's rumours that plenty of teams want him. Like West Coast would want everyone. So, mm. um, you know, there's some chat there. Port Adelaide, um, Geelong's a big one. Geelong have been tra- chasing Sean Darcy, I think it was. like. Yeah, you know, and, and they'd play that uh, Blitzar Stanley sort of chop in, chop out yeah. role. But both of those guys can play fine as as a as a tall back or yeah. as a tall midfielder. So so getting a true ruckman for them yeah. might be exactly what they need, which is scary that Geelong doesn't need any more. No, talent, I, so. I, as, a, as a footy fan, I hope it's not Geelong. I also hope mm. given this year it's not Port <laughs> Adelaide. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, but he has options. So, yeah, it looks like he'll be on the move and um, it looks like he'll probably get a good deal. Um, is he in Adelaide? So. I think he's from Adelaide. Can you chase up Brody? Brody Grundy, uh, Wikipedia, early life. I, th- I'm, I think he's from Adelaide. Um, Port kind of makes sense in, in that mm-hmm. regard, in that, uh, you know, Scotty Lysett's not bad, but I'm mm. sure Brody Grundy would, would slot in pretty well exactly. there. Um, there's not. There's a few places that Riley Grundy O'Brien, doesn't help. Yeah, Riley place. O'Brien's still pretty good if, it, if he was to become a, a crow. Yeah. Yeah. It's from Adelaide? From Adelaide, yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Well, does he just play VFL for the rest of the season, like, or do the D's try and move him on before? I, I think that'll be week by week. Yeah. For yeah. mine, I, you know, they still want cover. Like, I f- yeah, yeah, I feel like he's true. he's in their best twenty-two. Yeah. Week in, week out, yeah. I, I would feel. I, I don't know what Simon Goodwin thinks, uh, or if there's more more to the story, but mm. you know, and the money that they they paid the bloke, you, mm-hmm. I suppose at. at at this stage of the year as well, the money doesn't really come into it. You, you just want to pick your best 22. Yeah, you want to win. So Yeah. Mm. yeah. He, he's still good coverage, you know, having yeah. forbid anything happens to Mascorn like he did. Yeah, he's true. had a few few niggles in the recent years. So you still want probably want him around um, in, in the worst case. But mm. yeah, long long term, they, they don't have a spot for him. Last game of the round was – Who won that game, by the way? Uh, the days by four. Yeah, four. yeah it's, it's, uh, really, really tight uh, fourth quarter there uh, by the Crows. Uh, 97-93. Another game that was probably closer than people expected, the, the Saints uh, running out eight-point winners there uh, at Marvel Stadium against the Shinboners. Uh, the Roos were up for a lot in this one. Were you watching a bit of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were up. Well, it looks like. At three-quarter yeah. time throughout the whole whole game essentially. <laughs> Um, yeah. So the same as they they hold on to their top eight spot. Uh, none of us have seen much of this really. Who watches Nerf Moylan games these days? <laughs> <laughs> three for Taron Thomas, three for Nick Larkey. Monks go disposals. Where's if you the chisel? Mind thirty three for, for Jack Steele. The chisel. Uh, he gets twenty eight. And we talk mm. about Will Ashcroft going down. Uh, the rising star probably now yeah, is, is Harry is is the chisel. Yep. Oh, there is another one of those teams where if they could just string four quarters together, they could. Well, I suppose you could you could use that argument about a lot of could, a lot yeah. of a lot of teams, but yeah, it, it often seems to be you watch a Kangaroos game and you're like, oh, they play good passages here, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. link up a few few good hands. Nick Larky's an elite full forward. Uh, yeah. Getting that four quarter consistency. Is, is going to be key. And that's the other big story out of the week. Um, Clarkson, I've uh, confirmed back. He will be back after this match, of course. So he'll be mm-hmm. back coaching 
um, full time for the rest of the year um, uh, for North Melbourne. So whether that's you know having their their actual head coach back can uh, bring the side together and actually maybe put some of that together. Yeah, maybe they sneak a few wins towards the end of the season. Uh, ladder, if you wouldn't mind, Monks. So Collingwood, yep. I believe, are eight points clear. Can pretty much uh, lock them in for a top two. Yep. Uh, finish there, 64 percentage, 136. Got to go down to Port then at 56. Uh, Brisbane Lions, 52. Melbourne, 48. I think that's our top four. four. Yep. Yep. And then Logjam. Yeah. So it's 5 to 14. Any of those teams could finish in the top eight. Yep. Western Bulldogs, St Kilda, GWS. 40 points apiece, all have positive percentage. Geelong, 38, uh, a really good percentage there, 121. Mm. Carlton uh, and Richmond, the two teams that drew at the start of the year, also draw even on points at the moment. Mm. Carlton do have a big percentage advantage there. The Bombers on the slide down, Mm -hmm. look at those last five, four losses in that last five, Mm -hmm. Uh, 98% there. Sydney Swans, 34, keep their season alive. Adelaide, and Gold Coast uh, down there on 32. And then I think it's lines through Fremantle, who mathematically have a chance, and then confirmed don't have a chance, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, West Coast. Yeah, it's quite interesting looking at that because it looks like uh, Blues and um, GWS, uh, you know, on the up. And then you look at someone like the Crows, it looks like they're on the way down. Same with the Bombers. Mm. Like, yeah, they've mm. kind of roles reversed at the moment for mm. where they were at the start of the season, end of the season. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough run in to make – Guess the last four spots, they're yeah. all up for grabs at the moment. But yeah, I think some of those teams already in those spots probably be okay. And then it's maybe, you know, can the Swans put it together with that with that team? Can they sneak in? Can the Blues do the same? Tigers maybe up just not that confident in Essendon and all the Crows or the Suns for that matter. Um, out of that mm. list. Um but yeah, where where the Bulldogs are compared to where they finished last year, I think that's a good they've been playing pretty well. Um, can they keep that together? St Kilda kind of being surprise packet um, there. Geelong, I think, will with the rain of form they're in there, they'll keep walking their way through. Yeah, that's it. I'm just looking at the Bombers run home. It's it's interesting. So next week they do have um, the Swans, which is another mm-hmm. one of those teams. Huge, yeah, huge game. Yeah, West Coast, which should win is good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Melbourne, which is good should for them win as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then GWS, massive, massive, massive and. Yeah. Ending, uh, finishing the season, regular season with Collingwood as well. So, there's two games in there for three teams that, yeah, will be massive to to making make or break for their seasons. Yeah. Could you bring up Carlton's run home if you wouldn't mind? (laughs) I I know (laughs) they have Collingwood this weekend, so I don't want to say that this this illustrious run is coming to an end, but it may. After that, St Kilda, that's huge. Yep, uh, and then they've got the D's. Hard. Yep. And Suns, then Gold Coast and GWS. And GWS. So winnable those last two, that's for sure. They, I yeah. think looking at that, they have to beat St Kilda, Gold Coast and GWS and then one mm. against Collingwood or Melbourne uh, would definitely help. Yeah, that's it. Still raining? Well, before, <laughs> as we were starting the <laughs> AFL segment, rain had stopped. They'd, they'd, they were mopping it. They showed it before as we were talking AFL. They yeah. had the covers all off. Two minutes ago, covers back on. Let's go. Take yep. John Hall's back, baby. Uh, so they've taken lunch. So the first yep. session completely done. Good. Let's Jeez. go. Let's go. Two more yeah. of those to go, boys. <laughs> it's going to rain Piers yeah. Morgan's tears. Well, that, like literally 10 minutes ago they said play will begin at 1 p.m. local time. Uh, so in 40 minutes. Uh, and then, you know, eight minutes later, covers are all back on. It's raining. So I'll take that. 
Oh, let's send the convicts down to a beautiful nation that's got lots of beaches and it's warm and yeah. it doesn't rain all the time. I'm Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I need to go to the Thank you, Wiz. Uh, if you wouldn't mind Jeez. taking yep. the start of the NFL here, boys. Yes. Do you yeah, want me yeah. to save our bees? You want to talk about our bees when you get back? Uh, no, you guys start it. Okay. Right. We won't be done by the time we get back. Let's see how quick you are. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll, well start with Washington. We'll start first. with Washington. Like, we can cover that. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Washington uh, commanders have been sold uh, to a investment. Your dainty fingers didn't work, did they? And nah. you're trying to cover it. Come no, on. No, I was just wondering why I was away. Oh, he broke his ankles. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, so NFL segment. NFL. Uh, Washington officially sold to the Josh Harris uh, investment group, which includes Magic Johnson. He's probably been the biggest mm. uh, celebrity doing the rounds. Um, so they sell for $6.05 billion. Um, Broncos, who sold last year for 4.65 bills. So, you know, a bit of inflation there, but uh, Washington's pretty close to one of the biggest markets in, in NFL, has a long yeah. history and a, a long membership base. So, you know, there's reason yeah. why they sold uh, for how much they are, considering – even considering how shit the franchise has been in the yeah. last two decades. Um, so, you know, the celebrations. Yeah. Celebrations have been crazy <laughs> with uh, Dan Snyder getting getting sacked, um, yeah. going out the door. Um, he did get um, fined $60 million um, for by the NFL for his sexual harassment clause. Yeah, okay. uh, so they came out the week they sold, but well, that's – You do the math for me is 60 mil – 10% of 6 mil or is it 1%? 1%. 1%. So uh, I think he's okay. <laughs> I think he made out ahead. Um, yeah, 60 mil is a slap on the wrist for a 6 bill sale. Yeah. Yeah, is that right? I think so. Yeah, that works it out. There's too many zeros in a billion, especially Look, it's 6 be, it's, less, it's somewhere between 1% and 10%. <laughs> yeah, it's in that range. Either way, it's, nah, it's, it's peanuts. Um, he's got plenty of money yep. lying around. So, um, you know, good riddance essentially to him. Washington fans are going crazy. They've finally mm. got some decent ownership. Um, you know, kind of probably what the Dragons and Tigers need to do here in, in rugby league, but um, it's uh, – They're probably a little less controversial yeah, than – True, true. <laughs> than Schneider. <laughs> probably also not worth $6 billion. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, the big big news out of all of that um, mm. is there's not confirmation, not – um, what's the word? They're not dissing themselves with it, and they're not uh, denying it. That's what I'm after. Yeah, uh, that they might change the team name. So of course they've gone from uh, their old team name from the '90s uh, into the Washington Football Club for a couple of years to now the Washington yep. Commanders. As of is that last season they became the Washington Commanders? How long yes. have they been the Commanders? Yeah, for? it was last season. Uh, one year. Yeah. Um, with the sale, uh, you know, ownership's gone. You know. That name's pretty shit house. Yeah. We might do a re rebranding. It's it's always a good chance for rebranding. Yeah, um, new owners will obviously want to make their stamp on the on the team immediately. Yeah, and plus considering it's a new branding, it's not really as established as you know. We go back to the Broncos sale. Yeah, that, that name's been there's no there. history to the commanders. yeah. That's been there for you. Don't really want to go in there and change that that team around because you know that's kind of what people are bought into. Whereas mm. the commanders is like yeah, fans don't really love it. No one really loves it. It's probably the worst name they picked a, a, out of a lot of names. So there were better options. Um, see what they do with it. But mm. uh, yeah, um, happy for Washington fans. Uh, not sure that really directly impacts their football this year. Um, but you know, probably hopefully good times ahead uh, mm. for that club with a big, big investment. Can you tell me, Josh Harris? What's what's he? 
billionaire for? What, what has he what has he done? Because I know Denver uh, with the was Walmart the Walmart money, um, Josh one, which Harris. is owners um, in the NFL. I've got no idea. Yeah. Who this bug is? Do you know? No. Uh, hence, hence the question. Hence the question. <laughs> Businessman. I'm assuming inv- investments and all sorts of things. But what is he? A, he's not a Microsoft man, is he? Or is he Amazon or uh, managing partner of HS no, oh, HBSE? Banker. Yeah, big banker. banker. There you go. There you go. HBSC. Massive banker. No, entertainment. Entertainment. Oh, oh. I thought you said HSBC. Yeah. I think I did. <laughs> I did start saying that. I tried to correct myself. What's Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment? Sports company. <laughs> Sports bet. What are we looking at? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, brands. I think it's just massive sort of marketing kind of. He just. Oh, he owns it. Oh, yeah. He's. Sixers owner, isn't he? He owns the Sixers. Yeah. Devils. Devils. Oh, he has to have had money beforehand to then uh, – well, yeah, he's, to invest in other sports teams, he's probably had to have money beforehand. But, yeah, yeah how, how did he – he didn't do it through prostitution, I'm assuming. So. Uh, us, us three morons. <laughs> how does one acquire $6 million? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please yeah. Google. Yeah, I don't have enough kidneys for $6 billion, unfortunately. You probably got about $30,000 worth there. Yeah, some, yeah. You may be 15, but we'll see. Uh, no, my kidney's good. <laughs> Liver. <laughs> Brain, no yeah, bueno. No bueno, yes. No bueno. Um, and then uh, Jimmy, you can do some reshots there. We'll talk some RBs. Um, so the franchise tag window closed over mm-hmm. the weekend mm-hmm. as well. Uh, most of the big names that have been tagged that are still unsigned being running backs. Um, the, the notable ones, of course, Josh Jacobs and Saquon. Uh couldn't get deals done. Uh, didn't look like uh, Barkley's deal was ever going to be done, getting done. Josh Jacobs, by reports, was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- reports were him and uh, Crosby were sitting in his car in the car park in the Vegas facility mm-hmm. waiting for the deal to get done because uh, if it came through, they could go go in the building and essentially sign the paperwork before the day dot. But the time elapsed, so he'll either have to sit out the year or sign the franchise tag. That are, those are his options. Um, same with Barkley. Um, but... Uh, this story all led through to, you know, is this, RBs aren't officially dead. They're still needed, but they are being marketed. Mm. But the RB market. Um, That's not getting paid. Is there. It's not getting paid. Um, there's reports today that Eckler and uh, some of the big names have set up a big, uh, let's call it, you know, RB university kind of kind yeah. of gig. So, you know, get, let's get the RBs together and let's talk about how can we make um, you know, the position worthwhile. How can we get the value out of the position and get paid? Because currently the, the big stat, the, 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 the big talking point was the average RB earns less than the kickers. Average kickers. Uh, average mm. kickers. But caveat, of course, most teams have four running backs. High-end running back they, obviously makes a lot more. Yeah, and the low end get paid fuck all. They come out of, you know, college, you know, low-round draft picks mm. essentially. Um, and, uh, you know, there's only 32 kickers and they're on a roster at any one point in time. But it's a big difference. I think it was, what, 1.8 versus 2.4, yeah, 2.6. 700 so, grand, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's it's a bit of a talking point there and it's really asked a lot of questions about, I guess, the meat factory that is mm. uh, the NFL. The, 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 the direction is, you know, if you can draft a running back in the first round, draft him, have him for his rookie year or, you know, draft a running back, get a 1,000 years out of it. Thousand yards out, of, not years. <laughs> good running back. Yeah, <laughs> Methuselah a different chat. Y word. Get a thousand yards out of him if you can. If he's good, um, franchise tag him once. 
let him go draft and draft his replacement. Um, that's that's been the the talk for uh, you know running backs and the plan for them, which is not you know that's not great for talk about guys like Eckler now, mm. Josh Jacobs and Derek Henry. You know they're coming into their 26 or twenty eighth where they want to get that big deal. Uh, the last running back to get a big deal was Nick Chubb in twenty twenty one. So it's been a, been a couple of years as well. Um, that yeah, they can't get the deals. Um, they get churned out, and the young fellas come in. It's a travesty, I think, for professional athletes that have dedicated their ga- you know their lives to this game and mm. essentially the the most punishing position. Yeah, yeah. punishing res- position on your body, and the the average. Uh, Expectancy for for career in the NFL is two and a half years for running backs. Mm-hmm. The, the, I suppose the counter argument is it's supply and demand, bro. We can we can yeah. you know you can churn them out. That's right. Yeah. If if you don't want to sign the the contract, we can get someone else just like you in. Yeah, uh, and it's and that's that's the thing. There's so much talent. You look at last year. Um, Algier was fifth round. Mm. Pacheco was seventh. Yeah, it did really well. Like both thousand yard rushers. Like it's you, you can go out there and find talent all over the place. And, it, and that's what's saying. There's volume. There's just mm. you know if, if running backs want to be paid more, <laughs> they need less running backs coming out in college. Mm. Um, so and you know it's a talent position. Mm. And you know if you you run the fastest and you've got some good moves, you know you play running back. Like that's that's been the marquee position. Oh, Maybe that changes now. Maybe those guys go, mm, I want to play safety. I want to play a cornerback mm, mm. instead. Um, you know, or uh, you know, do you start losing some of the small fellas like out of the well, game? Like, hey, we don't see the value in playing playing that position. Yeah. But I suppose yeah. you've sort of seen it over the last like 10, 15 years, the like more or less the death of the the fullback. It's mm. you're, you're yeah, running, you're fullbacks running back. so high. They're like, bro, yeah. we've been gone for ages. <laughs> That's it, exactly. What like. about our position? <laughs> you're averaging two point yeah. what million? <laughs> we um, don't even make the list. That's yeah. right. There's, I think, there's six of us left in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. No, bec- um, like with the with a lot of the rules around like protecting the quarterback and sort of stuff, you haven't had to have that extra um, play in the backfield, sort of providing mm-hmm. that pass mm-hmm. protection or whatever for blind mm-hmm. side or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, so they just don't have that much value as a as another blocker or something like that. It's just like, yeah, and can you the, get downfield? Can you catch a ball sort of thing? Well, mm. exactly. And if you look at probably what Adrian Peterson was doing in the, the running backs in that time, probably coming through the 2000s, LT, et cetera, yeah. the actual like workhorse size of running backs has been dropping off. Yeah. You, know, mm. the, you know, the guy that's 5'8", 200 pounds or 220, like that's yeah. fine. If he catches the ball better because, you know, we're a passing league, yeah. we want to pass more. Like Eckler is almost the, the perfect kind of model yeah, for that. Yeah. But then you also don't want to be going, oh, I don't want to give him 300, 400 touches in a season mm. um, and then risk injury on, on like that kind of workload. I'd rather put him in space and throw him 80 catches. Yeah. Like yeah, it. you can see it, but then you don't want to be paying him premium running exactly. back money. Mm. Yeah, um, when you've got guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, that can get you those three, four, five yards yeah, well, that you need. You using Chargers as an example, they're going to be paying Justin Herbert in the not too decent future, like when he yeah. comes off his rookie deal. And Herbert mm. can get those yards at a running back. You'd probably yeah. rely on a running back to, mm. to get him. Yeah. So in those short down situations. So. I, I really don't see a, a simple solution for this unless they no, can no. stop the supply of running backs in, from college into the NFL, which is highly unlikely because um, it's a covenant position. Um, yeah, it's and I think the other big thing there's hasn't been such a separation as well. You can get thousand yard runners at the back. Look at Dalvin Cook; he's a fifteen hundred yard runner, and even though he's got five, he gets five hundred more yards a year than someone else. Can't get a gig, mm. 
also our reports, I think he hit his misses and choked her a bit. Um, might have Doesn't been help. the reason why, why he might be signing with anyone at the moment. Um, but he's not the only one. There's plenty of guys out there um, still available. Like it looks like Zeke's going to have to take vet minimum and go back to the Cowboys. Like Which is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, one of the premier running backs in the NFL mm-hmm. two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't see an easy solution for this um, going forward. Saquon oh. said it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Pretty happy to just cop his licks. Mm-hmm. For, for me as a sports fan and you look at someone with the talent of Saquon Barkley and the poo-slinging franchise that the New York Giants <laughs> have been for the last five years yeah. and for yeah. them to have him and not really care, yeah. it speaks volumes to to this predicament that, that running backs find themselves yeah. in. Definitely. Yeah. And it was also interesting that Bell comment there. He came out during the week and said, "Yeah, uh, he apologized to Steelers fans. He's like, I, I shouldn't have had that. I shouldn't have left. Uh, also, he probably should have signed that deal and made more money because <laughs> he had a huge deal on the table. But you know, and it's really also interesting. Mm. I think Le'Veon Bell and a few mm. of these high-profile holdouts for running backs has also fed this fire a little yeah. bit. Melvin where, Gordon as well was another where they got all right. We won't pay you." Fuck off. Yeah, and, yeah. You and, want to hold out, so yeah. Like, and we won't do any differently as a franchise. Yes, yeah. Maybe we take a little bit of a step back, but, yeah, we can – instead of, like I said, instead of getting a 1,300, 1,500-yard rusher, I'll get a 1,000. Like, yep. You know, I can still mm. find guys that are going to tote the rock and take that punishment because mm. um, I think the league understands it's a passing league. It's why we've now gone away from, you know, it's not one and two primary. It's like you need three receivers, yeah. if not four these yeah. days. Like you can see that's, that's the way the league goes and you see the talent of – where the league, the quarterbacks are compared to what it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Like there's most teams have a young quarterback that they think's their franchise dude mm. and there's talent all over the place. Like, you know, when you look at Allen, Allen Mahomes, Burrow, just name just a couple, like you can see the, the, the talents there and um, you look at what Anthony Richardson might do for the Colts. Yeah. Like you, yep. you can see, you know, that's the way the league wants to go. They want quarterbacks that throw the ball, score touchdowns. Yep. Um, that That's where the money's at. Yeah, that – they don't want to pound the rock and yeah. and that's where the money yeah. tends to follow. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on it. We are only a few weeks away. It's one of our – well, it probably is our favourite American sport. Yeah. So We'll talk some fantasy football, I think, in, yeah. August, in August as we yeah, lead bit, into bit of a Bit so. of a preview into, into fantasy and um, it's September Cause, 8, I believe. Yeah, because it's going to be pretty interesting because um, we've had the rise of the zero RB, but I think it might be the uh, – the way forward, going forward, because there's just not that much love for RBs, uh, like workhorses in the league. So as the the, the fantasy uh, will reflect, it. yeah, could definitely reflect yeah, it. Where know. where you might go heavy, you know, rounds one and two are your your top twenty wide receivers wide receiver, going, yeah. like, and then you kind of like, well, yeah, if if most teams have two backs, which they do now, um, that's the kind of mode they want. You know, it's beneficial to be taking Chase Jefferson, etc. Um, early versus then fighting over Nick Chubb, McAfee and um, Henry because – McCaffrey. Mc, oh, sorry, yes. Pat, Pat, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. <laughs> can go out there, you know, kick a football and then maybe run for a first down if he's lucky. <laughs> um, McCaffrey. Um, but you look at – McCaffrey's a great example. Um, they really like Mitchell and yep. when he's healthy, they yeah. share the – back end of the season, they share the workload. Like uh, there's probably more value in a guy that gets 100-plus targets um, from a quarterback at this point point. Uh, in the way NFL's going. So it'll be an interesting couple of years because I think fantasy is going to reflect um, the – Real life? Yeah, I was going to say dislove, but that's not a word. 
Um, but you know what I'm getting at. Disrespect. Yeah, disrespect of the running back position. I suppose, yeah, the caveat with that is fantasy. You can always like play around with your points, points system as well. So True. You, could, you could play around with it to but keep, they don't do, to they keep don't do running backs NFL, relevant. <laughs> but, yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> Running backs aren't going to get a seven-point touchdown anytime soon. Yeah, well, it, yeah. <laughs> change the whole – yeah, if running back scores, <laughs> double points, and then everyone be like, fuck, we need to pay our running backs. But, yeah, if the league don't change scoring, then, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah. And that's NFL. Let's talk some yeah. soccer slash football. Football. Jimmy. Hey, he's Danny Fingers that we worked on the NFL before. Uh, anyway. <laughs> FIFA World Cup women's edition comes down under. Uh, they're mm. expecting the biggest attendance ever for you, a women's World Cup. Jimmy, can you find other results? Yeah, they have. What's been happening? Well, we've only got two notes there, and that's New Zealand uh, getting the <laughs> the opening night, the win against Norway. Now, Norway historically have been very good in women's football, mm-hmm. so that's a massive win uh, for for our Kiwi brethren and uh, Austra- Australia getting the win sloppily. I must say, one nil over Ireland. Um, and I suppose the big talking point out of this was the. Um, the non-attendance of Sam Kerr in this mm. game, sustaining mm. a calf injury Wednesday. Yeah, game was played Thursday, so... The media went after her. I think the media went more after Australia not disclosing that she yeah. wasn't going to be available. Well, a lot of it was Sydney... Citing deception and yeah. tickets and fans. I will say when it's media, mm. it was a lot of it was Sydney media, which was rugby league media. Mm. So as they will, they rugby league. And they'll attack the player. Fuck the player. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yes, they, they didn't disclose it. They, they probably gave, you know, Sam, I think... They did the training session. They had a press conference straight afterwards and they Sam wasn't going to play. They knew that at that point um, mm. and that she's going to need treatment. But, you know, they didn't disclose it. Um, it was only – uh, Ireland only found out about it when they got the team list just before the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no leaks like rugby league. Yeah, it was good, over, good job of keeping it under yeah, wraps, Matilda. Yeah, very, very, very quiet. But um, Would love that out of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they were worried that, you know, it might hurt the fans. They might not show up. They, yeah. They're see Sam Kerr. But a day yeah. out, you've already bought tickets. You know, they, they already had 700,000. I don't sold. think it would have mattered. It's yeah. garbage. I think yeah, they I think it's garbage. It's garbage journalism yeah, as per exactly. usual. There was more Matilda's um, jersey sold leading up to this World Cup than there was like Socceroo jersey sold yeah, last, last time around. Like yeah. people are getting behind. Fucking no. It's, it's not like they were scrapping for tickets and the fact yeah. that Sam Kerr didn't play – was going to hurt the game. No, no it's just gutted journalism again from from yeah. the Australian and the, yeah. the Sydney media. Um, I hope Sam Kerr is, is good to go. She's going to miss these these couple but group games. We're they said two games and we'll have to reevaluate her. So I think. And we've also won and Canada and Nigeria drew. So barring some kind of catastrophe, yeah. that's fine. Let's get Sam Kerr healthy and, and get the best female mm-hmm. soccer player mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. up front striking for the Matildas. Mm. I, I, I thought it was a, a bit of a joke the way that the media handled this as if it was – you know, a deliberate thing to sell tickets uh, to withhold the fact that Sam Kerr wasn't going to be playing. I thought yeah, it was that, gross that, and I thought it took away from uh, a huge uh, event in, in women's sport yeah, and, I, I and think, football. I think I, exactly. I think the timing's probably important. Like if it had been a month ago and they'd known and they'd sat on it for sure. ages, like it's like, oh, yeah, that's deception of the highest order. But 
Yeah, 24 hours out, like they've got a late injury. <laughs> Fuck, like it could have been in the warm-up when she gets scrapped and uh, like it wouldn't have mattered as much. But, yeah, I, I don't think it would have mattered um, that week at all if they'd found out a little bit earlier. But, uh, yeah, I think the media going after it was the wrong the wrong thing. But caveat, mm. we're all talking about it. We all then tuned in to watch it. Um, I think they had uh, at their peak over 2 million people watching the game at once and I Big. think they had 4 mil in total view to tune in. Um, over the course of the game, which is great numbers. Um, I think it's comparable to Orange in numbers uh, in this country. So that's numbers in this country. Um, my Donald Trump hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> I, I was like, fuck it, we're watching too much Donald. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that's in this country. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the <laughs> – I was doing it good as well. Oh, they smell like Stormy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, apologies yeah. to Storms. We just want them in Manchester. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what it was uh, worldwide, what kind of numbers they were. It would be really interesting to see. Um, huge. How, how, huge. Yeah, I would I'd love to see what it is, um, those kind of numbers. Um, uh, back of Iowa counts the doing really well. Um, so, you know, this is what Victoria is going to miss out with not having to come off games, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it's been good. What are, what are some of the other results we've had there, um, baby? Just quickly back to the Ireland game. Uh Watching, Island, very aggressive. That that they played well. They yeah. played well. It was a Steph Catley uh, mm-hmm. pen that mm-hmm. that, uh, that split it. We dominated mm-hmm. possession. We had way more shots, shots on target yeah. or shots in general. Uh, just weren't very clinical. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite scrappy, but but we get the the get penalty the goal uh, to to win it. And like we just mentioned, uh, Canada failing to to get the win against Nigeria. They were the main concern, yep. I think, in this group. So. We play Nigeria. What night is that? It's right there, 27th. Uh, so in four days. Yes. So win that. We're straight through. Draw that. We're probably through. Uh, and Canada, really the, the biggest concern in our group. Yeah. As always, losing is, a, is the biggest concern, um, but if they do the job, they'll be, be fine. What, what Did you go through Group A? Uh, how did New Zealand uh, – they haven't played a second game, but did the – the other game in that one was uh, Switzerland and Philippines. Philippines is uh, uh, asterisk on the Philippines. Yeah. I was going through the team list. Uh, it's essentially anyone that's got a hint of Filipino uh, in them, yeah, yeah. born in America and Australia and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, apparently watch out for them, but the, the Swiss girls got the job done in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, group C, uh, Japan and Spain uh, making pretty light yeah, work of, uh, of Costa Rica and Zambia. Uh, Japan, formerly uh, World Cup champions mm-hmm. and um, very, very good in uh, women's soccer. Uh, interesting that uh, Denmark and England kind of struggled mm-hmm. to, to get over the line against Haiti and China in, uh, in Group D. And uh, mm. all eyes on the uh, four-time champions and uh, defending uh, champs in the USNA, 3-0 winners against Vietnam, a lot of uh, sort of rhetoric and memes getting around, mm-hmm. you know, a bit of fortunate son playing, <laughs> it ain't me, it ain't me, <laughs> kind of chat getting around. Yeah, no, America won this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't uh, waste, you know. I'm not going to yeah, 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 yeah. go down there. Anyway. Years ago, bro. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not go down there. Uh, Vietnam actually played reasonably, reasonably well. Against in, up in New, yeah, against the uh, American side. That's right. Uh, a double for uh, Sophia Smith, who I believe is 18, uh, is maybe the future of uh, chick soccer. 22, pretty close. Um, and then 
Group F, uh, which has France, Jamaica, Brazil, Play Panama, not. and Sweden, South Africa, Italy, Argentina. Should have a result. Pretty close in they that were today. France-Jamaica game. That was Sweden beat South Africa. And that's about it. That's about it? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's about it. France, Jamaica. And France playing Jamaica. So Jamaica going to get away with a, a nil. Draw, like yeah. Yeah. My chat as a guy that doesn't mind a little flutter, a little sports bet here and there, mm-hmm. leave these games alone, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I, I thought America were about to put 16 on Vietnam and uh, they weren't able to do it. I thought England would have covered their line mm. against Haiti. I uh, didn't do it. Japan and Spain, thank you, girls, for getting some ticks in my multis. Um, <laughs> it's it seems the minnow nations are not not getting uh, embarrassed. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, so far, mm. so, so far, so good. So yeah, it looks like it'll be competitive series, and uh, we'll see how the. I think the European teams are probably the strongest um, with the, the Yanks, of course. So. Yeah, I, I think. But uh, pre-tournament, it was all about America, and then England. Germany, mm-hmm. watch out. Um, Spain, um, and then and then the rest from Australia. There. Oh, Group H we didn't mention, which is uh, Germany, Germany, Morocco, Morocco. Colombia, Korea. We'll get a look at them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, boys. Lionel Messi, the goat. Goat. Yeah. I've I've always kind of leaned Messi in the Messi Ronaldo goat chat. Obviously, you know. Athletically, or uh, finishing outside the box, or power—you yeah. probably lean towards Ronaldo. Maybe the mm-hmm. metric that they're gonna their their legacy is gonna go down to is how they finish their career and the interest that it brought from from, from from foreigners or, or casual fans of, of yeah. the game. Because interesting stat I saw during the week, um, considering both are now not playing in Europe, uh, they've now moved outside of Europe. Uh, who do you think leads the goal scored in Europe? Between those two, mm-hmm. I've got fifty-fifty here. Mm-hmm. I'll go Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Not Harry Kane. I'll go Messi. Yeah, Messi by one. Oh, is it one? Yeah. By one. one goal. That's total goals wow. in Europe in ever. Europe. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, so, so now that they're both, uh, I think it was uh, eight hundred eight to eight hundred seven. Mm. Might have been the, the stat, uh, but it, it was yeah. One one more goal to to Messi over uh, Ronaldo. Uh, and since both probably not going to go back to Europe um, to finish off their careers playing in other ends, um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, um, the comparison. We talk about the comparison. But like you said, I think, and I've been saying it to you boys during the week, I think what Messi will do for Major League Soccer, again, it is American market, so it is a bit different to mm. what Ronaldo's going to do with the Saudi League. Um, I, I think that's going to be huge, massive, and we're already seeing it after one game, mm. uh, you know, the – the, the bump up in the value in the in the clubs, the amount of interest in it, um, average tickets, average ticket sales, uh, yeah, and then the people like the celebrities mm. showing up to to the games, like it's Serena, LeBron, Kim K, uh, yeah, to name a couple, like it's it's already it's already <laughs> you know starting there, and you can see that Messi's going to be a, a massive thing for their club, um, mm. uh, and of course the the Beckhams were there they that game too of mm. owning mm. the club, so. Yeah, it's, and as he does, goat things, uh, winning winning the game in overtime from from a penalty oh, uh, from a overtime. From you a, got that yeah. real American feel it's about overtime, it. Overtime, yes, absolutely yeah. worldly finish yes, there yes, from, yes. from the free kick, and uh, his his old yeah. mate Iniesta might be going. Well, mm-hmm. he's going over. Yeah, uh, so 
a lot a lot of interest down there in South Beach, and uh, I, I think the comparison is fair for for Messi and Ronaldo and the way mm. that they finish their careers. Now, not to take away from the Saudis, have been yeah. I think Ronaldo will probably make more money <laughs> over cash. there than the Messi will, but I mm. think what he, Messi will do for that league might be um, yeah. Bigger in the world eye than one and of I think I think the legacy as well yeah. has to has to be um, a, a talking point at yeah, least. Yeah, that's it. Whereas Messi's gone like I mean obviously he's getting paid, but for Messi going to into Miami to help build that league, to help build uh, soccer football in yeah. the US speaks more to Messi's legacy than Cristiano Mm. Being paid out by um, the Saudi League to go mm. go play for them. Yep, agree, agree. We'll Did keep keep an eye on the on the girls. We'll obviously talk about it next mm. week. Hopefully, our Matildas get through mm. scotch free. Mm. Um, yep. And we've got round of sixteen here. I think that's worth looking at. So we're Group B, aren't yep. we? So yes. so winner gets runner up of Group D. Mm-hmm. So if you wouldn't mind scrolling up, monks. Uh, uh, and Group D is that England's. D? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll, if we win, we probably get Denmark or, or China or Haiti. Yep. Assuming mm. that the lionesses, after winning the Euros, finish first in that one. Mm. It's interesting. Denmark won that game against China with a ninetieth minute goal. So real late, real late. Yeah. The Danes getting up in that one. Good week for the Danes with the with the Tour de France and uh, mm-hmm. and that could be, could could be Australia and and the and uh, the Danes going head to head as we saw in the yeah. World Cup as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, with yeah, the rise, so we don't want to be runners up in our group. Yeah, yeah, we're getting England. We're getting England. England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're gonna probably have to play England at some point in this tournament. So, um, uh, well, you need to beat everyone if you if you want to be the best. Yes, yeah. true, true. Thank you, John Madden. Yeah. Uh, with the rise of MLS, that did remind me that Arena Football is back. Uh, they're, they're back next <laughs> Arena sneaking back onto the esky <laughs> yeah, somehow. Yeah. yeah, Arena Football's back next year and then Slam Ball is also back. It's got an ESPN deal. So you know, some of those fringe side <laughs> show. Uh, Slam Ball. Yeah, um, sports in America are back on the ESPN. So, yeah, maybe, maybe they'll get a few shout-out beers in the esky for shits and giggles. And, and in other news, uh, Cornhole and uh, Line Dancing are also on ESPN. <laughs> the old show. <laughs> Wait, line this. <laughs> They're doing the nut push. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's roll it into the on the esky uh, fun around. Let's start with the UFC. Uh, big day in in fighting and a, a big weekend next week. Uh, uh, next week's the big one. We're going to talk about the O2 Arena. We're going to talk about England and uh, the the. It was a mixed night for for the the pommies. Paul Craig getting getting a win against Andre Munez uh, mm-hmm. from from elbows. He wants Bo Nickel. Yeah, that's that's what he said uh, in post fight after the fight. And he's called him out, and it's probably not a bad comparison considering they both won recently. I think I don't think Craig's ranked at the moment, but they kind of both on the cusp of being ranked. So. Yeah, it's not a bad, a bit, a bit of a fun fight there. From what I saw a couple of weeks ago, uh, good luck to you, Paul yeah, Craig. Yeah, yeah. That's, anyone, that's, anyone, that's my thought. Anyone taking it, but it's hey, it's calling him out. So mm. you know that's 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 good for that storyline versus um, you know the recent kind of cans that uh, uh, Bo Nichols been getting. So yeah, that that could be a good one there for Craig. 
Featherweight, uh, the Londoner, Nathaniel Wood getting the job done against American Andre Philly. Uh, this one went down to a decision. It was mm. unanimous. Thank God the judging uh, saw it the way that the, the viewers did in this one. Yeah. I think Nathaniel Wood, the yeah. winner for mine. Uh, the big upset. Uh, well, not upset. No, not upset. Upset, but the the crowd the crowd was upset. Let me put yeah. it that way. <laughs> uh, in in Molly McCann, Meatball Molly, uh, getting submitted via armbar to uh, Yulia Solyarenko. Uh, she had ten submissions, ten by armbar. You can't get caught in in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, in her grasp because yeah, she will them. fucking break your arm and uh, yeah, and very Ronda-esque. Yeah, Ronda Rondenko, I think was what yeah. I was talking about in, in the chat. Yeah, uh, Lithuanian, they they tend to be known for their basketballers mm-hmm. and not their fighters, but uh, Stoilerinko looked pretty good there. Yeah, definitely. And it's a bit a bit hard for Molly because I think that's back to back losses for her. So mm. um, and yeah, I don't think she's probably going to be co-main again um, for a fight card um, at the moment. She's going to have to go away and. Uh, have a bit of a bit of a work on a game. So what she's overall overall thirteen and six, yeah, but, but three and four. Now go back. She's she's been in the UFC a fair bit actually. Yeah, yeah. She's quite a while. She's a brawler, like, yeah. and and she's a big draw card. They did say, especially she, in England. Well, there's only two English um, mm. UFC fighters total mm. uh, for for the girls. For the girls again. I can have two others on this guy. Can we just talk about it? For the girls, yes. So there's only two female um, English UFC fighters right now. So so she's a big draw card for 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 girls and and for for English fans. Um, And yeah, she's coming off off two losses. Had three wins uh, before that, and and two losses before that. So her last seven, uh, she's three and four. She's also very likable, very marketable, yeah. you know, hard on mm. sleeve kind of um, kind of fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we'll have to go away, you know, and uh, work on the game as always, mm. and then work mm. our way back up um, up in that division. Uh, and yeah, it's always it's always tough for the girls because um, I feel like the girls' divisions because being so. I guess new into the USC. Um, you look at what Ronda. You know, every year the division just gets that magnitude better, yeah. and you really have yeah. to keep improving your game to stay at the top. So, um, you know, go guess credit to Nunes and Valentina, etc., for being mm. dominant champs for so long. Because yeah, it does it does progress very very quickly as the talent improves in those divisions. A big return to the octagon for mm. Tom Aspinall, uh, defeating Marcin Tybura in the first round. Really paced him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks very good on the feet. Looks good coming back from a, a pretty nasty MCL yep. uh, that he suffered, I think, in the same same arena mm-hmm. uh, last year. And um, he he looks like a, a pretty handy heavyweight fighter. Mm-hmm. He did say that he's mm-hmm. going to go down to Paris and uh, and watch Garn. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who is Cyril Garn fighting? Uh, bring up the next uh, Garn fight. Because he wants the winner of that and then he wants... John Jones and said he'll beat John yeah. Jones. Maybe that's hyperbolic. Yeah. Perhaps. But... I, I feel, I, at this point, I feel Jones will beat Stipe and then if he can't get a Francis or a Fury fight, he'll, he will go into the, the into the sunset and retire. That's kind of where I think... Um, uh, John Jones is. I don't, I don't feel like John Jones wants to reign over the heavyweight division for another decade, like fighting everyone and clearing out the division like he did like heavyweight. Uh, Garn has uh, Sergei Spivak, so uh, Aspinall 
probably will get the the winner of of those two. Where's uh, he ranked at the moment? He, he'd be going up. He he was top six, I think. Yeah, top eight. Yeah, that's fair. Then. Before then, amongst the habit, he won't. It, it won't be updated. You wouldn't think, given that. Well, they uh, can be pretty quick on they it. They can be. That fight was about twelve hours ago of, mm. of time of recording. Uh, so so we'll see what the um, what the rankings are there. Um, he's a good story, Tom Aspinall. He's from yeah. from the north of England. His dad was a uh, one of the pioneers of, of jiu-jitsu in England. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got great size as well. Like he's he, huge. He's like, but he's also mm. proportionally really well. Like he's thick all over. Like he's, he doesn't have kind of like the. Oh, oh, he's got a very prototypical like body shape. Um, he moves really well. He's really quick for a big man. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how far he goes. Where's he ranked there, Jimmy? Five. Five. Yep. Yeah. Not sure if that's been updated yet, though. But still, that's that's a good ranking. And then uh, I've yeah, seen the yeah, other. Yeah. I think what he said there, Gun, that will, will definitely be ranked ahead of him. So, yeah. well, he's actually ranked higher than uh, Sergey Spivak, who, yeah. who Gun will fight. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's thinking Gun will win, and then he'll want to fight Gun um, for a number one contenders, which is fair. Mm. Which is fair. Uh, talk about UFC 291? We should because it's a massive card coming up. It's pretty stacked. This, this, <laughs> it's as close to a stacked card that, that mm-hmm. one will see. The uh, the draw card mm-hmm. obviously is Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gashi at lightweight. Uh, boys, what are our thoughts around this one? Yeah, I saw something during the week that they, they're almost identical. Like uh, for, for size, careers, mm-hmm. ages, things like that, they're, they're very, yeah. very, very similar. Um Kind of similar sort of fighters. Have they fought before? I'm just looking. Did at it that say now. two? I feel like they have. I could be wrong, but they they've both had the same sort of trajectory. Both lost to Khabib, um, uh, but I feel like Dustin's probably a step ahead. It's whether Gaethje's improved his game to then get the win. Born same year as we. What are we doing? Lives? Nothing. <laughs> Bro, you look at that and you're like, oh, well, they're the same age as us. So, okay. <laughs> it's good, like, when you see guys that are going to the NFL and, like, born when? Yeah. <laughs> 2003. Yeah, this millennium. <laughs> yeah. uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. 2018. They did. Yeah. They did fight. Five years ago. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. quite a while ago. Uh, they both fought Chandler recently as well. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a common component, uh, opponent. Yep. And I think they both won there. So, uh I just think this is going to be – let's hope it's a war that we think it's going to be. It's going to be an excellent fight back and forth. I think Dustin for me is probably the more technical and complete fighter. But you never know with Justin. Mm. He might have, With Gagey, he might have gone away and improved his game in the interim. So we'll see. We are talking about two of the guys who have zero respect for their body. Some of the least – Respect for their body out of any fighters <laughs> in uh, the UFC. Uh, I don't think this one will disappoint. I think we'll see fireworks. Mm. Hard to split them for mine. Uh, maybe the the mental advantage of uh, of Poria having the win uh, against Gaethje, albeit ten uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going to be fireworks. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty in- interesting. Like. Obviously, with um, Poirier, his latest record besides that loss to Oliveira is Chandler, but his wins have been against McGregor and Dan Hooker who's have taken a bit of a slide. Yeah. So he hasn't really had like that top-level competition that probably Gagey's sort of been yeah. fighting for. But besides the top. Chandler's probably – Chandler's, yeah. yeah and he beat the biggest name in the division twice. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, he's been at the top. It'll be interesting. He's been up there for a, for a very very long time. So the Blokes yeah. lost to Khabib and, and Charles Oliveira. I, yeah, I, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, that was what was announced during the week: Oliveira versus um, Islam. Uh, but we'll talk about that when it gets closer. But that was announced mm. during the week. You're talking about uh, Oliveira versus Volk's bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's ducking Volk. <laughs> Sorry, Alex, just, just talking for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Agree, agree, agree. Uh, Co-main. Uh, yeah. Co-main. And this one, I'm maybe more fired up about this one. <laughs> I am too. And yeah. I just checked. It's exciting. Still no official news if it's going to be for the title or not. Um I, it makes too much sense, but then again, maybe they want to wait and then uh, make one of the other light heavyweight fights coming up. But this, to me, makes the most sense for a light heavyweight um, championship fight. But we are, of course, talking about Jan Blahovic versus mm-hmm. Alex Pereira. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pereira, obviously, getting the the uh, belt um, mm-hmm. back down at middleweight against uh, Israel Adesanya, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, the, the potent, the, the concrete yep. hands, he's going up to to fight uh, a big Eastern European. This one, this one's saucy, boys. Yeah, it, it is for mine. They're both big hitters, big power guys. I don't envision Jan trying to wrestle in this at all, though he can because he did it to Israel. He so that, so that, that is the caveat. He, do, he might go out there and see – does he does he test to see how much power Alex has or does he just take him down and get the, get the job done and get out of there? Uh, mm. I, I think that's probably going to be the big talking point. Me personally, I'd love to see them stand up and f- throw bazookas at yeah, each other and see, so. and see what happens. But um, Jan might be too smart for that. And then uh, we'll have to see what Alex can do with, with the wrestling. Mm. The uh, undercard is um, tasty. probably the most stacked undercard. <laughs> I'm saying I'm really, really talking up. Looking this, through all those yeah, names, it is, it is. But, yeah. but it's wild. It's wild. The names we're talking: Tony Ferguson, Bobby Green at mm-hmm. lightweight. We're talking Michael Chiesa and Kevin Holland at welterweight. We're talking Stephen Wonderboy Thompson mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Pereira mm-hmm. yep. at welterweight. We're talking Derek Dude. Lewis uh, against uh, Marcos Roguero. Uh It's it's a pretty wild card. This one, yeah, mm. definitely. Um, I like Bobby Green against Ferguson. I think Ferguson's. Oh. Pretty close to retirement, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin Holland and Michael Chess will be an interesting fight because Kevin really struggles with ground guys, and uh, Michael Chess is like one of the one of the better better ones on the ground. So, um, mm. I have, I prefer Kevin Holland to win that fight. I have a bit of a uh, Kevin Holland stand, so uh, I'll, I'll take that one there. And I'd love to see Derek Lewis get a win. And ooh, Stephen Thompson, Mark Perry. It would be a fun fight, actually. Um, yeah, Perry is uh, one of those you got to tune in and see what he does kind of things. Brazilians, you can never count them out, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, how old is the Wonder Boy these days? He'd be getting, getting up there. Close. 40. 40. Yeah. 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 So he's fighting a bloke 11 years his junior. Yeah. When does he become Wonder Man? Oh, good question. True, true, true. When does he become Wonder Grandpa? Because <laughs> Wonder retired. Yeah, he's pretty close to that. Yeah. I actually didn't think it was that. I was thinking late thirties. So there you go. Yeah, he's been For, around a hot minute. Forty years for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. It's a massive card. It's a pretty quick turnaround as well. Oh, uh, yeah, the BMF titles up for that um, for Poirier. Yeah, Gage just noticed well. that as well. Yep. Yeah, and I think they said Masvidal's going to present it, but I can't deny or confirm. Talk a bit of boxing. Interesting. Yeah. 
quickly, I think Jack Paul and Nate Diaz is next weekend as well. So it's crept up. Yeah, it's crept up very quickly. We'll see what a result in that's going to look like. Um, looks like Nate Diaz hasn't pinged any <laughs> any <laughs> weed t- test in the lead up to it. So hopefully that fight will go down. Uh, and then the big one we want to talk about was Cambosis uh, getting the win, getting the IBO title, I believe, um, today. But it looks like he unfortunately was on the end of a robbery um, in his favour. Not unfortunately. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, um, where the judges ruled him majority winner, but I think it was, what do we say, it was 114 draw it from was one hor- judge. It was horrible. 115-113 for the other guy and then he got 117-111 for him. Yeah. Like, uh, mm. So he wins on majority points. So uh, where but, is boxing at as a sport that one judge can score at a draw, one can score at 117-111 and one can score at 115-113? Yeah, well, are they watching two different fights? Is, it's is a joke. It, yeah, like I mean, what are we talking about here, guys? There's three judges. Yeah. Surely it's going to be ballpark. Mm. Considering uh, as well, we're probably going into one of the biggest like periods of you know massive boxing fighting mm. coming up as well because there's that Fulton um, uh, was it I, I, Tiny? How do you say the? I think he's Japanese. Um, scroll up, Jimmy. Scroll, scroll, scroll. This guy's name. Oh, the guy that Costa uh, Zoo fought. Yeah, anyway, yeah. maybe anyway. So that's there. He's got all the belts in his division, and Fulton's up there. Then you got Spencer Crawford following it like two weeks mm-hmm. later. Then we had the announcement of um, uh, um, Canelo. Um, who's he fighting now? <laughs> there's, there's so many going on. And then there, there's talk about um, Henny getting a fight too in the not too distant future as well. So like in that middleweight division, you know, the, the core kind of boxes mm. outside of the heavyweights that everyone knows, mm. like the big names in all those other divisions uh, are all like fighting each other uh, in the next six months. Um, so then to have, you know, these kind of – Results and decisions um, really paints a poor picture for, for boxing, unfortunately. I don't know what to do, though. And he fixed it. It's an old sport. Well, what's the problem? Maybe it was fixed. Mm. <laughs> 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 the right judge. Uh, by all accounts, the, I think it was Hughes who was Kempos' was fighting. Um, yep. Yeah. Won a pretty clear fight. Um but, uh, yeah, Kimposis gets it. Gets a belt. Australian gets a belt. Um, no arguments here. Yeah, no arguments here for that at all. Mm. I think yeah, I saw he was ranked seventh in the lightweight division. The lightweight division stacked in mm. boxing at the moment. Um, but, yeah, getting a, getting a belt that will then help push his chances to then go you know, take on someone like Henny who's undisputed at the moment with the, the, the top belts, the world belts. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you do in boxing. Just watch the heavyweights. Mm. Enjoy them. Well, the good thing about the boxing is matches. they largely knock each other out, so you don't have to worry about each other's. <laughs> That's at, yeah, at heavyweight. Yeah, at heavyweight. I suppose the same in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, F1 yeah. boys goes to Hungary. Hungary. Yes. yes. Jimmy, do you want to hear some yum yum yum? Best one we got. Bastian Vettel. Uh, so that Grand Prix will start in about 45 minutes. Uh, Hamilton steals pole uh, from Max Verstappen, which was uh, pretty impressive. Uh, Max will start second. Then the McLarens mm. keep their run of form. They're third and fourth. Um, so there's a bit of chat between, uh, you know, uh, Red Bull, of course, dominating all the qualifying and now with um, Aston Martin also 
falling back. The new mm. tyre compounds for Pirelli have maybe hindered them a little bit and then benefited other teams. Uh, but it's interesting that, you know, mid-season-ish we've got some so got some challenges now to, to Max Verstappen and we'll have to see how he plays out in that race. But uh, mm. big story storyline, of course, was Danny Rick being back. Uh, qualified <laughs> 13th made Q2, out-qualified his teammate in Yuki who finished 17th. Um, close mm. to Perez who was 9th and Perez crashed in FP1. So, you know, the footsteps maybe in the rearview mirror there for Perez. Be interesting to see what Ricardo does in this race. Um, so tune in for that. Uh, in uh, like I said, forty-five minutes. Um, that's really the big, big things for for F one. Are some reports on Coscat breaching again? Um, looking mm. at three teams under investigation. I think the reports are saying Alpine and Aston confirmed. They're two of them, uh, yeah. and then it's between either Mercedes or Red Bull for that third spot. Um, but we'll see. Uh, F1 yeah, casual right. here. Uh, Danny Rick's driving for AlphaTauri. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which and, is Red and, Bull's second team officially. But they've been the worst team currently in Formula 1. So him finishing qualifying 13th is pretty good. They've scored two points in the whole season. And Sonoda is the other driver? Yes. Yep. Yuki. Yuki from uh, Japanese. Yep. So could Danny Rick perhaps be taking that number one seat? Any chance? I think. Yeah, for AlphaTauri, I reckon he's probably that their primary driver. Yeah, they've said, they're, well, he's their number one driver. Like, he's there to compete with Yuki. They've said that. We want to see what Yuki Nisoda has got. He was beating Nick DeVries handedly. He's now got a, a former, you know, um, Grand Prix winner in Ricardo across from him now. So uh, they're in competition. And you can already see that Rick, Danny's got a bit more pace. He qualified better. Let's see what they do in the race. Um, but then Danny's also got the the job. He's looking for Perez's seat. He wants the, you know, that's yep. what he's hoping for 2024, 2025. But, yeah, for for if Yuki, again, because AlphaTauri, um, they'll rename that team, but they're, mm. they're the uh, young Red Bull driver school, I think is kind of what they call it. You know, the, they all go through it. Like Danny went through Toro Rosso, yep. which is now AlphaTauri. You know, they all kind of come through that – that team to then make it into the top team being Red Bull. Um, so, you know, if Yuki wants to push for, say, Perez to seat himself, yeah, he's got to beat Danny and beat him convincingly. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, it looks like Perez might be safe for next year, but we'll see they come in Grand Prix. Um, uh, but his seat's been chased for for probably 2025 at this point, mm-hmm. if not next year. That's it. I think, yeah, we sort of mentioned it the other week, like, Ricardo's aim isn't to necessarily beat Perez on race day. I don't think Alfatari has the, the pace in their car to yeah. compete on race day. But if he does, show that he can perform. <laughs> if he does, if he does, it's like better. Mm, serious questions. Um, like but it, for him, it's just being able to put in real good qualifying times. Um, yeah. At least have good track position on race day. Um, but yeah, and yeah, if if he can out qualify uh, Perez as well, with Perez crushing out. In some of the early sessions recently, then yep, yeah, that that just starts the rumor mill. Yeah, well, like it's his first time he's made Q three in five races, I think, for Paris. That is, mm. but he also still qualified ninth when his teammate's second. So yeah, yeah, you know, they're definitely asking questions, and Danny's job in the rest of the seasons to make those questions bigger, uh, and whether they uh, should think about changes. Yeah, what's happening in the golf, Pepe? 
In the That's again pending weather, but uh, Brian yeah. Harmon has a massive lead. And who is Brian Harmon? You might ask. I am asking the same question. Yeah. He's a bloke that yeah. looks a little bit like Ricky Ponting, so there's a, a few memes <laughs> that have been getting around. Ricky Ponting himself, quite a good golfer. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a he's a 36 year old from uh, from Georgia, and he's got uh, a really handy lead. Five shots going into yeah. the the final day there uh, in Liverpool. Uh, Hoy Lake is is uh, the location of the of the Open this year. It's about an hour uh, drive from from Old Trafford, so I imagine <laughs> the the weather might be similar. You know, Jake Dillon Hall and uh, Dennis yeah. Quaid chat, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, it's might be a, a bit of a theme for two thousand twenty three in in majors, and uh, you know, obviously Wyndham Clark. Winning, uh, winning the the last one in in blokes mm. that are not that highly touted. Uh, although Brian Harmon, he did finish second in the U.S. Open back in two thousand seventeen, uh, but outside of that, um, not not really results to uh, write home about. Uh, the Aussies have played pretty well. Have played pretty well. Jason Day still up there. Uh, if anyone was to uh, to. Snatch victory from Brian Harmon. It could be Cam Young. It could be John Rahm. It could be mm. Victor Hovland. Uh, but he's got a five-shot lead going into the last day. Uh, something something really nasty would have to happen for him to to not walk away as a winner. Uh, checking for weather updates. It looks like it's still raining. <laughs> rain, baby. <laughs> Let it rain. Keep, keep that That's going. it. Rain on me. Pitbull, Mr. 305, thank you. We'll keep conjuring. We'll keep conjuring rain. We'll keep yep. keep praying. Um, Piers Morgan's tears. Hopefully, we'll continue to <laughs> descend on the greater Manchester area. Maybe a golf result would be nice. Just rain yep. on Manchester, not Liverpool. And, uh, and we'll see what happens. Boys, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the dribble, the yarn. As always. That is mm-hmm. the Esky. Uh, I think we're back next week. Next week should, should be, be sweet should for, be for Sunday. Um, thank you to those that have listened live. Thank you to those that are catching the podcast. Midweek. We will hopefully have a 2-1 <laughs> retention <laughs> when we wake up in the morning. Fingers crossed. Uh, big week uh, next weekend uh, with UFC 291, mm-hmm. the weekend's mm-hmm. uh, footy and uh, and just crawling closer to that NFL mm-hmm. uh, start date. The Matildas Thursday night. Yep. Thursday night. We win. We're through. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of it's going to come down to that knockout game in the round of 16 and which team we get. Yep. Sam Kerr, hopefully no backflips this week at training. She should be good to go (laughs) uh, by by those knockout games. And uh, we might be talking about Brian Harmon winning the the US – sorry, the Open Open. uh, in the golf tonight. Very good. Until next week. Thank you very much. We'll see you. Conjure the rain. (laughs) Rain, Rainberry rain. Bye. Bye.